Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Welcome to Core, everybody. We talk about video games here on Core. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And it's a good week for video game talking because there's some stuff going on. We had a Sony showcase. They just called it the Sony PlayStation Showcase. I should, I think they should call it the Fall Showcase. Don't you think? Or maybe just a different word altogether because Showcase makes me think of my mom watching uh, the Come On Down show on, in the middle of the Price afternoon. Price is right. Yeah. Doesn't that say something showcase or whatever? Showdown, showcase showdown? I don't like Showcase that. Showcase like is it. an old school word. It definitely feels TV circa 70s, 80s. Yeah, it's old. It's old. 90s even. Yeah. We're, we're old enough without this, so please, let's not it's call a it Showcase. Anyway, uh, we're all here. We're going to talk about all the stuff that happened this week, and we're going to start with, uh, well, a little bit of news, maybe. So, a couple things. I'm going to do this one up top just because it didn't get announced. And so the rumors were not confirmed, but they still remain rumors. And there's more talk about it even today. Uh, I don't know if there was anything confirmed quite yet, but there is apparently a new Twisted Metal game in early development at Sony. And I'm excited about this because I like that series a lot. Twisted Metal Black 8. I can't even tell you how many hours of my life. Uh, playing that game, and I'm still a little surprised to this day that somehow during the heyday of uh, everybody trying to do a popular Me Too, uh, you know, Fortnite kind of Battle Royale style game, that Sony didn't jump on that as fast as they could and create a Twisted Metal game that had a Battle Royale mode. Because right now, if you said, hey, Scott, do you want to play Battle Royale? I'd say, no, I'm not. I'm kind of done. I don't care anymore. But would you like to play it in Twisted Metal's universe? Hell yes. I would play the shit out of that. Only one car can stand, and it's going to be my car. Uh, anyway, how do you guys Actually, feel? It sounds like a great idea. It does, <laughs> yeah, right? Nice. Oh, my gosh. It's fresh enough to be interesting, of interest, at least. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I would play the shit out of it. Uh, Bo, do you have Twisted any? Twisted Metal any? Fortnite? Out of, <laughs> do you have any love for the old uh, Twisted Metal franchise? Um, I remember when it was a big deal, and I know I played it a bit at a friend's house, but um, it was very cool at the time, but I never really personally got into it myself. That first one comes out on the uh, PlayStation 1, and I remember thinking, this is maybe the greatest. Video games are never going to get better than this. I felt that way for a few days, where I just thought... I remember how important that game was, yeah. at the very least. Because it's yeah, just I think, big. Uh, I think oh. Twisted Metal 2 was maybe... It was either one or two was maybe the first time I ever saw a PlayStation being played mm. and, and got to try it myself. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, oh, my gosh, this this game is insane. I, I, I love this. Will all games be like this? <laughs> like, I just was very I was very, very excited about it. And uh, for whatever reason, 
you know, I was I was way into it every single time I played it, and it just was never a series I ended up buying. I don't know if I just always fell for reviews, which traditionally Twisted Metal hasn't always reviewed particularly great, despite yeah. a lot of fan love behind it. Yeah. Um, but I, I've always kind of had this like weird interest in it, and I think the closest I ever got to getting back to it was they made a Star Wars version of it. Oh. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. It was, uh, I, I don't think it was remember the Vigilante this. 8 people made like Star Wars Crash Derby or <laughs> whatever it was called. And uh, I, I remember right. playing that one because you could just hover around as Boba Fett shooting you've, people. You've played a lot of obscure Star Wars games that like I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. This is another one. This might be I one like I, I thought I would know about this, but I have never heard of this thing. This sounds. Yeah, somebody amazing. in the chat should probably know. We'll look at. I'll see so, if I can someone find, find this thing because I want to. I want to. I love unearthing like, you know, when when they used to jump on trends back in the day, um, and licensing games wasn't the big business it is today. People usually, you know, a license usually meant your game was bad. It was um, called Star Wars Demolition. So I remember this now. Now it's ringing a bell. Uh, keyboards go. Let's look it up. So did you have this? You played this? I Yeah, I owned this one. This one I ended up getting. Because, uh, you know, because Boba Fett, look, they put him right on the cover. They knew who they were oh, trying to get. They they, were, they put him right there. They were you literally. You could be a rancor stomping around. Like, that was neat. They were straight up riffing on Twisted Metal. I didn't know that. Could you do like a walker, like a t- bipedal? Oh, look at that a- ATST over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you could. Okay. All right. Sign me up. I'd play this. I'd so play this I played now. that one because yeah. they put Star Wars on it, uh, and that was all it all I needed as a as a child to be able to be into something. But um, also, if you want to know another obscure one, because everybody made one of these, and everybody knows Twisted Metal, and everybody knows Vigilante Eight, but the other one is WWF. Now WWE made a version of this game as well. A uh, car combat game. Yeah, I mean there was a time where car combat was the hot business and it and it and there was a lot of different sort of interpretations of that this star wars game and twisted metal and vigilante 8 they were very much like here's an open space an arena kind of and you're gonna just battle it out in this arena and you're gonna play quake style until one of you until you're all dead or until the timer goes down and then we'll figure out who has the most points or whatever um and then some kind of campaign that was but again it was just like a series of those kinds of experiences the other kind were like Wipeout, the Sony Wipeout, or yeah. games where you had guns, but you were really you were actually racing, and the guns impeded your your opponents and that sort of thing. Um, this uh, the, the 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 for some reason the one with uh, wrestlers doesn't ring a bell to me at all, and I don't know why. Oh no, yeah, it does. I remember this. Yeah, it does. Once you look at it, you're like, oh, hold on, I do remember this. Existing. Yeah, I What's totally remember this. What's the um, wrestler one called? Ar- Let's see. Not Armageddon Riders. Hold on. Where's the name? Uh, oh, why won't they give me the title? It just has all these fo- all these uh, pictures of it. Hold on. Um, it was called... Crush Hour? That sounds That's right. it. I WWE Crush, Crush Hour. Hour. That's it. Oh, my God. I know. And <laughs> all I got to say is graphics were so bad back then. I'm watching this old gameplay. Oh, I know, dude. Oh, it's so that bad. was just the most amazing thing in the universe at the time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's the same with even like Twisted Metal looks like shit. If you go watch the early stuff, even Black from the PS2 era does not look that great anymore. But 
now's the time you could just go nuts with that thing fidelity wise uh the game modes we we know so much more about multiplayer now than we did back then there's so much funny. more you could do i would love it it's funny we don't have any games like like did it the popularity of this just fall off a cliff and because I, I can't think of any a, a single race car deathmatch game like this closest thing i can think of is uh the one we played a bunch the soccer one why can't my brain say the word oh rocket league rocket league yeah. rocket league is yeah, kind of like a spiritual successor but no guns i guess is the big difference yeah it's not really a demo like your goal is getting the soccer ball in the net more so than destroying the other cars right mm-hmm. whereas i'm watching crush hour right now it seems like you're just trying to crush the other players there's no race yeah, it's just Here's my favorite yeah. detail about uh, Crush Hour. What's that? Is uh, I want you to just hear the beginning of the plot as okay. listed on Wikipedia. All right, go. The plot of the game consists of Vince McMahon ending up having control over all of the television networks, <laughs> making WWE superstars feature on any TV show or commercial that he wants. His newest project titled Crush Hour is a demolition derby style show featuring over 30 of the WWE superstars in their own custom cars with guns on them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, with guns on know, them is how that ends. That's fantastic. Amazing. I think this story could be true. Yeah. Plausible. Yeah. Except for the part where he would own all the networks. I don't think that would happen. No. But if he did, everything else about the plot of this game sounds accurate. Yeah, that sounds real to me. So it's I'm probably watching more some... affordable in this internet day and age yeah. where people go online yeah, to watch sure. things. So <laughs> I'm watching the I'm watching some old PS1 footage of Twisted Metal and really, really ugly. But at the time, no game was doing this. Like you just didn't this didn't exist. Then, it had some crazy, like, environmental change things. Like, I remember, and it might be Twisted Metal 2 where this was, but, like, you could be in Paris, but you could destroy the entire Eiffel Tower, and it would actually, like, collapse. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. the arena wasn't the same because you met certain objectives. Like, yeah. they just did some really cool things. I think the hardest part of all of these games is it's never really controlled super good. Yeah. Uh, so I think... You know, if somebody can get a game that that plays and controls really well on on modern consoles and and all that, I'm all for it. Like, put guns on cars and make the cars shoot at each other is that that's all you need. Yeah, and I will be on board. I kind it's of agree. The turning thing, it's the aiming and turning thing. Like, yeah, I was playing that Art of Rally a little bit, just trying it out, and I'm like, turning was, was so hard in that game, and I'm like, I I think people who play driving games want it to feel like a car. Mm-hmm. And then you realize cars are not really designed to turn on a swivel the same way a person is, like in Call of Duty, where you can just flip around. You know, so they have that's where it feels bad. It's just like either they they don't please the people that want things to feel like a car, yeah, or they don't please the people who want uh, it to feel like a good shooting game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> car physics be damned. Yeah, I feel like I feel like part of what made the twisted metal games work so well is they were so ridiculous and over the top. It was so Mad Max sort of that there was never, you were never, there was never time to question anything. It was just like, you're in a cop car and it shoots flamethrowers and let's go. Like they just didn't, you didn't have time to think about whether you liked any of this. You just knew that this was a concept you were into and you're going to play it. 
Um, I'm watching Smash or what's it called? Crush Hour now. And that was PS2 only. I didn't realize that. That wasn't a PlayStation 1 game. I mean, now if someone were to do it right, not only would you have cars that look good, but you could have pieces, all kinds of pieces flying off, like destructible cars, like as they get junked up, oh, yeah. realistic dents where they get hit. Like, there's a, if you really wanted to go Mondo on this thing, then like, you could go the, nuts. The yeah. hardware is there for that. You Absolutely. Know? And not only that, you know, now you've got massive. You know, you could see 128 players starting in a massive arena and having oh that thing God, close yes. it's like in. A, demoli- a true demolition derby. Yeah. Like I've been to a couple of those in my life. A lot of drivers out there just smashing their cars. It's it's a sight to see. It's very cool. Like I feel, so, I feel like this is the genre. If you're going to do battle royale in the future and you want me to be at all interested, this is this is how you get me. Is that yeah. game and do it like Apex Legends where they drop the cars out of planes and the cars are all shooting at each other. <laughs> yeah. as they're falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. do yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? You jump out of the car, you jump out of a plane like, you know, Fast and the Furious style or whatever, and then land where you want to land. All your car upgrades for speed, more gas, you know, bigger machine gun, more ammo, whatever. It it just makes itself. This is a game that's already made. Someone just needs to go code it. You close off the circle as it gets closer and closer and, you know, all all the same trappings of a battle royale, but with cars. Yeah. And it would... I mean, I'll tell you what, this, here's a controversial statement. I'm going to freak everybody out with this. That would get me to buy a PlayStation 5 sooner than anything I saw in their event yesterday. Oh, snap! Oh. You I mean, are but pretty salty about this event. I'm looking forward to talking about this and finding out why. I'm not that salty. I'm just it kind just of, makes sense, I don't know. Though. It's an underserved genre, right? Like you think of like, oh, we got tons of four player co-ops. I mean, it's like no one's talking or thinking about this. So there's room for someone to ace it and be the game because yeah. no one's making it. Because no game. one's doing it yet. Because, don't you wish we could do it? We could just be game yeah. makers and go make it. I but, mean... If but only we had some, knowledge and skills and tech. Someone wants to hire me as the king of a game development team, or maybe as king the right title, whatever the uh, leader title. Yeah, yeah, it comes up all the time. Yeah, they do royalty terms these days in the company. Do what I say, like I dream up all the stuff, and then please execute it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm 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 bored. Let's let's get it done. I want Bo to be my king, my corporate king, and uh, and corporate John king. John and I can work under you. It's fine. I have no problem with that. Let's do it. Let's make this game happen. All right. Anyway, so that's the thing. We'll you know talk more about it if it actually happens or not. Uh, Titanfall two game vulnerability scares players into uninstalling, uh, but probably not as big a deal as the internet says. So I didn't see any of this. Um, yeah, I got on uh, Twitter the other day and saw Titanfall two trending, and I was like, well, that's an interesting notion. And we've had a couple people. Um, Really just one, but I'll keep, give him a shout out who keeps saying like, why aren't you guys talking about the Titanfall 2 DDoS attacks? Nobody's talking about it. And uh, that was why, because nobody was talking about it. So we didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. But apparently Titanfall 2's online has been seeing some um, some issues uh, with DDoS. And now most recently, uh, a Discord kind of exploded with... Uh, an announcement that there was a issue, a vulnerability in Titanfall two that would allow people to potentially install. Um, uh, well, actually what it said was, we don't know what they could do to your computer. You're better off just uninstalling. It. Oh yeah. And until we know just uninstall it for now and, 
actually have this installed. I should probably, I mean, should I uninstall it? And there, well, hey, that's what a lot of people think. And so the last we saw, um, and I don't know if there's been an update since then, uh, but on September 8th, Respawn said, uh, we are aware of reports of a security vulnerability affecting Titanfall 2 and are investigating. We have no other information to share at the moment, but we will update once we do. And then the update was, we're still investigating this issue, but our engineers believe that we're dealing with a simple exploit that can be used to crack crash games we do not believe there is any more serious risk to affected players on their machines we'll update again as we learn more so it there was definitely a vulnerability like even respawn themselves are saying yes there was a problem but they you have some people on reddit and discord saying no they can install whatever they want on your computer and you have uh respawn saying look uh, we think it's crashing multiplayer maps uh, Mm -hmm. games Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to judge where it is. Uh, I maybe use your own judgment as to whether or not you want to have Titanfall 2 installed on your computer at the moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, I, apparently, apparently there's some messy stuff going on in the Titanfall 2. And, uh, and remember this, like this is a game which came, was highly thought of by critics, did not sell super well in the in the shadow of Call of Duties and other things that were sort of overshadowing it. But it did, you know, well enough. Um and it was it's still my favorite single player first person shooter campaign I've ever played. I absolutely loved it. I liked it better than Half-Life. I like it better than a lot of things. Love it. Love 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 this game. However, uh I don't think what they expected was, you know, it had its run with multiplayer, cool, great. It did its thing. That's kind of gone and done and then a bunch of new games are out including their own Apex Legends and then this thing happens where Game Pass suddenly has EA Play connected with it, and everybody can play Titanfall 2, some for the first time, for free, or virtually free, and it's also on sale on Steam for 10 bucks, and back on Steam, by the way, which is a thing it wasn't on before, and so all these people discovering this game out of nowhere, and also discovering it as an amazing multiplayer mode, and it does, it's very good, and so it got new life, but not necessarily, you know, latest patch to take care of latest vulnerability. And so <laughs> right. I'm not that surprised, actually, that yeah. they found something because it's popular again. So what do you expect? That's how it goes. The Internet, man, they're going to kill us. They're all going to kill us one day. Anyway, there's that. So uninstall it if you're scared. I'm going to be brave and leave it on. I don't care. Look at you. I don't feel and compromised. everybody that. Too. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to tell everybody I've got it on my. You know what? I probably should uninstall it now. <laughs> Now that I've done that, whatever, I can reinstall when they fix it. I think you're fine. I think you're probably okay. Yeah. If you don't launch it, you'll be fine. Scott's going to be like, I want to see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to launch it as soon as the show's over. I mean, I kind of do, weirdly. Um, But that game is very, very good. Uh, If you haven't played it out there, maybe wait for whatever patch they do, but then install it because you have Game Pass or whatever other reason, because that game rocks and it still looks great. And it's it's a very good game. All right, moving on. Pokemon Oreos are on the way. You guys stoked for that? I'm going to get catch them all. What makes a Pokemon Oreo a Pokemon Oreo? Every Okay, so you know the outside of an Oreo, the black cookie that everyone, yeah. you know, thinks is the worst part or whatever, or some people think well, it's the best yeah, part. Well, yeah, but you need it. Like yeah. I wouldn't eat a box of cream discs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very good Can you clip that and remove the discs yeah. part for that. Yeah, I think I might actually. Um, I'm going to mark I that. I would didn't eat a box of cream. Of cream. <laughs> there was there was a really good Futurama moment where Fry. It's the very beginning of an episode. Fry is um, sitting down in the living room in his apartment with Bender, and he's got 
these cookies that look just like Oreos, but they're not called that because, you know, you'd get in trouble, I guess. I don't know. But they look like Oreos, and he's got a giant box of those. And in there, they're separated by parts. So you have to assemble them yourselves. So there's a there's three little packets per cookie. One is the outside cookie on this side, outside cookie on this side, and then the middle cream thing. And they're individually sealed little air air packets. Yeah. And then he has to take them out and put them in this machine that looks like a big vice grip thing on the table where you pop, you know, bottom bottom cookie here, top cookie here, cream in the middle. And then he has a crank that goes shunk and puts them together and then takes it out, splits them apart, licks off the cream and throws <laughs> the cookies away. It's a great freaking moment. I wish I had video right now, but it's really it's really funny. Anyway, the point is, it's all on the cookie, the outside. So uh, yeah. you'll catch by catching them. I mean, you'll find that you'll look at it and it'll be Pikachu on the thing or Charizard or some yeah, other. Like, how impressed is this going to be? Because the article references the Game of Thrones Oreos that they had. Yeah, do they? And I didn't I look know at that the was packaging, and I mean, it's. I mean, it is that a thing? Like, is that true though? It looks just like. That pa- like the 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 imprint on the black cookie part is just a little different. Like it's very unimpressive, is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I, it's got 16 different Pokemon, and I just want to point out that there's a hell of a lot more Pokemon out there than 16 of them. <laughs> yeah, even Gen Look. One is a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean, wait. It, what? We need more Pokemon. Yeah, I agree. But they're rare ones, though. So they're gonna have like the cards. You'll get a package of these, and you're like, ah, Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu. <gasps> the freaking Slope mo- Mode, or whatever his name is. What's his name? Slo- Slo- Are you talking about Slowpoke? Yeah, Slowpoke. It's a Slowpoke yeah. in here. That No one has that yet. All my friends, they don't have it. So, you know, you oh might my get... God. If, uh, I shouldn't <laughs> judge people. If you're collecting Oreo cookies, get help. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> I'm going to sell them on eBay. I got a rare Articuno Oreo, and I'm going to sell uh, it. Collect all your Pokemon figurines. Like, nerd dumb, I love you. But if you're if you're collecting cookies, like, just just don't. Maybe don't. Maybe don't do that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, do what you want, man. It's fine. People you know, are into it. Don't listen to me. In People fact, there's one mythical Pokemon that might prove especially elusive. What's that? So don't be afraid to do a little bragging of your own. No, I'm reading. Oh, from, you're reading this. Uh, okay. The Pokemon website. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Here's yeah. the crappy world we live in. All right. I just had to Google which Pokemon are Oreos <laughs> because I wanted to know. So that's now permanently on my Google permanent record that wow. John Google which pokemon are oreos yeah and it makes me a little bit sad what a modern hellscape we exist in man are you guys gonna buy these no 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 i have no desire oh okay i know the answer though because uh i looked at a picture that has all the pokemon and mew is the only mythical one of the pokemon so uh i guess mew is the rare one oh if you get if you get a mew oreo you're uh you know go to ebay for the uninitiated go to ebay You can do it. I sell, sell it. Oh yeah, sell it for yeah. Like, hell yeah. How many sell it for people? More sell Doritos that look like Jesus. Of yep. course, you can sell your Mew Oreo. Yep, that's like, true. Yeah, and this is nothing that's new. Old. I was watching an old Johnny Carson clip for some reason on YouTube the other day. I don't know why it came across my feed, but it's this. It was forever ago when he was wearing like plaid pants and everything. So it's like seventy two, three, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's got some old lady on there who collects potato chips that look like famous people. And so she's sitting there going, and here's one of Richard Nixon. Look at him. He's like, I'm not a crook. <laughs> and then, you know, kept going through all her different cookie or her different potato chips. And I thought, 
today she's just an eBay lady selling these chips on eBay for a hundred bucks. She get insurance for them in case they crack. Oh, like this, what a danger! What a dangerous thing to collect. Like I don't oh, know. No, Richard Nixon's broken. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. His head. I'm gonna start collecting uh, Cheetos that look I, like penises, and I'll I have just lost ten thousand dollars. That's the most Cheetos. Yeah, that's all Cheetos. They all look like a penis. Um, all right, moving on to this, John. This affects you directly. That's why I pulled this story. Okay. Diablo Two Resurrected will include, uh, won't rather include true ultra wide support because it breaks the game. You can stretch it, but no true support. And you have an ultra wide, right? Or you did? What's no, not anymore. I got rid of it. It's uh, that monitor you can see over my shoulder. I gave it to my wife. Oh, I didn't uh, know. Here, I don't need this junk anymore. You <laughs> here, this isn't compatible with Diablo Two Resurrected. You can have it now. It oh sucks. no. Okay, but but um, it, but but would okay if you still had it though, and you were like super stoked on Diablo Two, and maybe you are. Would you? Would this be a deal breaker for you that it doesn't work with that monitor if you still had it? I mean, I'd be sad about it. That's the reason I don't have the ultra wide anymore is because it's just unfortunately too common of a thing to be told like, hey, this this isn't compatible. You know, it's yeah. sort of like. Well, this is a bad example, but it's like HD DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Like you got two technologies and like <laughs> the trend is going to go one way and forget the other. Yeah. And like ultra wides, you know, are really cool and people really like them. But video games are just like, we got to get that 4K, bro. 4K is the way to go. 4K. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But I really liked ultra wide. I thought it was better, but it's just heartbreaking to have to go and come up with like solutions to every single video game I play. I think so, if every game didn't feel in this day and age that they need to be on consoles as well as computers. You mm. could almost see computers taking that because, like, why not sell out? Oh, like, good point. Yeah, like, like if if they were really divergent and we had this cultural thing, like, oh, like those square TVs are for consoles. We're PC gamers and we want PC games on ultra wide monitors. Yeah. Like I would play Civ on like if you had games directly designed for ultra wide monitor have a lot of viewports have a lot of UI elements like playing Diablo those menus pop out from the side well what if they didn't obscure your vision and you just had them yeah. up I mean I'd love that like yeah. so I would love a world where you redesign PC games for ultra wide monitor and you're a scrub if you're a console gamer on your square ass <laughs> TV you know I want like. I get John's lamentation. I feel it too. I agree. And you're, I think you're dead right about, I mean, the reason standard stick is because it's usually because it's a wider stick. Like consoles and PCs are less separated than they used to be. That's just how it is. So if ultra wides were a thing 15 years ago, you could see it becoming the standard almost yeah. overnight, but you don't see that today. Um, because everything, I mean, even the new switch or the freaking steam box thing, the handheld coming out next year, that thing is, you know, 16 by 9. Like, that ratio is going to be the ratio, and it's going to be that for a very long time until something major happens. The switch from 4.3 to 16.9 made sense because we've been at 4.3 for so long, and everybody was sick of square monitors and screens and views and all that. And we're like, well, what if it be more like movies? Not quite full movie, but pretty close. And John's ultra ride was like, what if we went full movie? <laughs> what if we went like <laughs> as wide as possible, freaking 70 millimeter film style, like the old films or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it didn't happen. The standard didn't stick. So VHS is here. Beta's is dead. That's how that works out. Um, can I ask you, did you try Doom Eternal on your ultra ride? Was it supported? 
Uh, I can't remember if I was using the ultra wide at the I time. I gotta imagine that. it is because, like, you know, you think of Doom. That's like a that's a PC ass legacy game, right? Yeah. Like, and if they didn't make their game to support ultra wide, so that they could play on consoles, because it's on everything. It's on Switch even. Um, yeah, that I just shows it's a sign of the times where developers are like, we need to make it for all the devices. We could probably so, find out. Let's see. I think That's... I did, and I think they did. And I, I even appreciate it as long as you do something. Like Hades doesn't have an ultra wide mode. Mm-hmm. It, it, it beyond the fact that they will put art on the side of your screen so it looks like it's framed in a really nice way when you're playing mm-hmm. Hades on ultra wide. That's a nice. And like touch even of that, I appreciate. Like do something though. Um, but oh, I mean, there's some, I got there's some, some I got weird stuff in the world at ultra wide. Uh, yeah, it's uh, ultra wide. Uh, Doom, Doom 2016 is now properly 21 point, uh, 21 by nine ultra wide. And that, that is a patch that the, the, uh, sorry, uh, it put out not long after the release of the game. So it released without support for ultra wide. And then they added it a couple of months later. Mm, that's so cool. It's yeah. So I assume it's probably a part of it. Cause like at least a PC focused company, like, or franchise would probably say like we need to get the ultra wide enthusiast something yeah you know there are going to be those developers that think about those players but they're probably far and few between and probably like hardcore pc yeah like hardcore yeah. pc i think so too you never saw wow playable on your ultra wide oh yeah, yeah. wow right. actually yeah. looked really really good on the ultra so did uh, heroes was great on there right on the ultra heroes was cheating as Bo said and he wasn't <laughs> yeah. wrong i could see from gate to gate when i was standing in a lane and awesome. uh it was great what regret is like during heroes time not actually probably plunking down for an ultra wide because yeah, yeah get some sweet advantage sweet sweet advantage over the scrubs and i'll to, tell you what's yeah. actually really good in ultra wide although it technically isn't supported uh was diablo 3 Oh, Diablo yeah. 3 oh, really? looked janky as hell when you went to launch it on uh, Ultra Wide. Like yeah. their little menu where your character's standing and all of that was broken. Yeah. It just looked awful. But then you logged into the game and it, it looked fantastic. It was it great just gave in the game. More yeah. screen to see. It was the same way as uh, Heroes. It's just like, oh, I just see more of the environment. The only weird problem with it is you could technically see beyond the AI for the monsters. So any monsters that were at the far edge of the screen, you could just see them sitting there idling and uh, because you could technically see them, but the game didn't think you could see them. So they would appear and they would just be sitting there going, we're monsters. And then if you took enough of a step close to them or fired at them, then they would attack you. Yeah, it's, so it was pretty that was cool. Weird, but. Yeah, there was like a weird aggro thing that you would not normally be aware of. Uh, Cause I did, I play, I had an ultra wide for a while and I used it as my production monitor and I loved it because I could have freaking Adobe audition running over here in an area that I never have to look at the whole time we're talking. I got, you know, OBS or whatever else running here. And I got this running here and this running here. And it was almost like just the perfect layout for getting a ton of shit done. And then There's when that broke, yeah, and mine died. So I was like, well, poo. Do I get another one of those or do I get the cheaper? Because the other thing is the 16 by 9s are cheaper because, again, they make more of them. And I was like, I'll just get that. So I got a 4K for my next one. And it's been great, at, but I missed the wide. So Looking at screenshots of like Metro Exodus and Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the ultra wide. I mean, yeah. it looks fantastic. Like, this should be this, like, as much as I, maybe I'm just like, I have 1080p, it's fine. 1080p. I'm like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, why isn't this more of a standard? It looks amazing. Yeah, it's oh really, my god, it's really nice. And the nicest I ones. I, I think I'm gonna get. 
I mean, I think I won't. There are a lot of people who can live with the whole cut off edges if the game doesn't support it, and it's no big deal to them. So I know it drove John oh crazy, God. but it, I don't know. I I, I mean, maybe it's the kind of thing where you have it on a if you can get one of those switches, like a monitor switches, maybe, um, and just break it out. Like you could always break it out if you really wanted to. See if Thieves is on there. Holy crap! See if Thieves would be amazing on ultra wide. Oh yeah, heck yeah, yeah dude. Uh, yeah, no, there's yeah, Stardew Valley actually is on an ultra wide. Looks very cool. I don't know, man. Maybe you should take back your ultra wide. <laughs> it's hard, but I do know the one thing is I don't think you can stream an ultra wide, right? So that's another issue. You like to do the streaming, and then I don't. Yeah. think there's... ultra you, wide makes it awkward you, too. You can stream, but your streams will appear in Letterbox. And yeah. so the amount of times I'd be streaming a video game and people would come in and go, why is there letterbox on your stream? It's Well, because it's an ultra wide because I can stream it out, but the stream is only going to be uh, a smaller resolution. So you'll just get that letterbox effect. It, hmm. it made everything seem very cinematic, though. Interesting. Um, sorry, real quick. Just found out in the chat there is breaking news. Oh, is I don't know how breaking it is because it was a day ago, I guess, when it from, but I haven't heard about it till now, but. I guess China is furthering their crackdown on video games. We already talked about the whole kids can can only play so many hours a week thing. Now they're yeah. saying they're not going to approve because the government has to approve games when they're made before they can be yeah. distributed. They're not, they've stopped. They're not right now. It's on hold. They're not doing any new ones. So no new games right now. So if you were some studio oh. that includes, you know, like blizzard and immortal, by the way, Immortal's not out in China and that's their big market target. That means, Whoops. yeah, <laughs> that could be that could be really bad, like really so they're, bad. They're they're shutting down. Maybe they kind of because they must like. I know there are Chinese developers and Chinese games, but the dominant popular ones must be foreign, right? And I think that they're seem to be my impression, my ignorant impression. They seem to be a country concerned with the correct propaganda, perhaps to be distributed amongst you know values and, and social norms to be disseminated amongst the populace this is like a massive cult cultural pipeline for, for external like notions of democracy and things like that nature like that they can't control so yeah. maybe they're maybe that's part of it i don't know yeah i don't know either it's uh this seems like a big story where um, so I found it on uh, the article I found on was MSM, but if you just do a new, new search on Google or any other search engine, you should see a bunch of links. Um, it's surprising though. Well, some of them are saying they're going to slow the process of approval. Other links are saying they are st- effectively stopping it for now, which I guess is the same as slowing it. Um, like companies like 10 cent, what are they, what do you even like, do? Are they allowed to play call of duty over there? Like, I think they have a. I think they have a version. A lot of other countries get a version of Call of Duty. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. I know they had a maybe, version of WoW that yeah. like had. Uh, maybe there's a bit of a gold rush going on, and they're having trouble keeping a hold of controlling like, it. Yeah. Slipping through. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. Just think about how many games get released on the daily, just on a one platform yeah. like Steam or even the Switch's indie channel. Like, I don't they're know. All how going, Hello, China. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, China. <laughs> Goodbye, America. <laughs> anyway, and I know the CCP wants their cut, but I don't think it's that simple. They could get all the cut in the world, Sidian. They could just keep getting their cut. They already do get their cut, everything that comes in and out of China. If they want more cut, they could certainly get it. But stopping approval of these things in order to, you know, quit having in their in their minds, their kids grow up to be turds. 
I don't, I don't know. This feels well, like... I focused a lot on the addicting aspects of it, but it's very possible it's about foreign values. Like, I, I don't think we feel that as much because, you know, it's not like games made in Belarus or some problem that every kid's playing in our country or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's American games. It's European games are pretty adjacent to our values. You know, No one's like, oh, my God, a cultural invasion, like of anything, really. So I don't know that we know. I mean, as a Canadian, I kind of know what that feels like because literally all I watched was American shit all my life. And yeah. up here, there's like laws about how many, how much Canadian staff you have to have if you're filming stuff up here. And television stations up here have to have a certain percentage of content that is Canadian. So you have this really god-awful tripe to compensate for, you know, Cheers and Friends being on the network. And you're like, I want to watch Cheers and Friends. Great yeah. American stuff. Not this like... uh I don't know, Bob and Bob and Kelly down the road, Canadian crap show or whatever, you know, like there's a lot of that up here. Sure. So we, I actually can say that we fight against your cultural invasion very poorly, but we try. And so I can imagine China's a lot more hardcore about these things. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. It could be the, the hearts and minds of the young people. They don't want them becoming too uh, negatively influenced, perhaps. Well, it's interesting. I, I found a YouTube video, which I'm showing the chat room right now, that shows the differences between uh, the American version of the wildly popular Call of Duty mobile game and the Chinese version. And they're big, they're crazy differences. Like, all their trees are pink. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but, like, they've got just, they've got a different aesthetic. Now, that's that's fine. I mean, maybe more accurately reflects the area they're in or something sure. but the the colors of things is not a big yeah not a huge issue, deal right but but who knows yeah but i but i'm sure there's i know there's differences in the plane that you fly in on there's a difference in but i mean more narratively like i'm talking about the campaign modes where you're like you're fighting in america's army a freedom-loving democratic army going to defeat tyranny and a lot of those places have you know dictatorship you're going to countries that have what America would consider problematic governments. And so while it might not be anything to do with China, it's still values wise would be adjacent. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe it's not China, but maybe it's a, I don't know, insert small country here that is also communist, but has terrorism involved. You know what I mean? Like there's just connections to be made. And I just wonder, mm. I just know China, like, I mean, I've seen it enough on like the daily show and, 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 um, what was that guy's name again? the, the I forget his name. I want to say Stephen Oliver, but that's not John Oliver. Oh, John, John Oliver's Oliver. talked about China quite a bit on his HBO program too. Yeah. Stuff. You know, just yeah. the way that they kind of want to instill values among the populace. And I just wonder if they have a program saying what kind of content can and cannot go. That I have to imagine with a new video game from the freedom freedom loving countries of the world, uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, being given to the kids. They're less worried about the violence than say, you know, how awesome democracy is. Maybe, but they're also keep in mind, this is all games, not just us. This is the, the, the massive constant flow of Chinese product production happening. That's being halted. So they're just saying, Hey, no video games right now. We're just not. I guess they got to approve them and maybe it's, there's too lax. Yeah. Maybe Maybe that's what's going on. Like it's too much to get through. Who knows? It's interesting. I don't know, man, this stuff gets weird, but I will say this, a totally side note has nothing to do with uh, countries or why they do things. Um, I played some call of duty mobile for just for the kicks. Um, nothing I really want to get into, um, you know, long-term or anything, but I installed it so that I could play it with that, uh, backbone device. 
And I rocked everybody and felt like I was cheating the whole time. I felt kind of bad because nobody else was controlling that way. But I was, it was like I was using the 360 controller. I was just tearing people up in that game. And of course, you know, whatever MMR is involved, I'm sure I'm on some, you know, entry level noob level where it's not that hard to lay waste to everybody. But you sure it wasn't bots? I mean, well, okay. I, someone else suggested that. This always comes up with mobile games, right? You never know if yeah. you're going to be with a bunch of bots or not. I'm starting to worry about all games now, to be honest. There were, <laughs> there were, <laughs> there were a bunch of early. There were early games that were like, "Hey, you're you just started. Uh, go go show us what you're made of, or whatever." And those were definitely bots. I could tell they were bots, and they felt like bots. Later, I got names that were like from all over the world. They, I guess they, I guess what I'm saying is they still could be bots, but it felt like they were people finally. And I think those attachments just make you. They just so make forget you the cheating. bots thing aside. You you pretty much stomped everyone because of your backbone. Just destroyed them. Just I felt like I'm a monster. And also, I kind of don't really care about Call of Duty anymore. But it's a pretty damn good version of that game. I mean, I don't know about okay. the I don't know about the free to play stuff. And I didn't get far enough to know how I was getting dinged on any of that because obviously those games are meant to make money and they're free to play. So you know, where's the the hooks? I don't know, but. But just playing a few rounds of running around shooting dudes, it's Call of Duty. It's pretty well made. I mean, the um, way I would rationalize it, if I was owning because I had a backbone, I would want to dress up so that they also remembered me in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Like that guy that with a clown with clown makeup and a pink tutu killed me over and over again. Yeah. Ah! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So I don't know what any of this means for the long haul, but... Uh, Interesting stuff. Chat room, thanks for bringing it to our attention. Okay, let's get to the Sony business. Yeah. Insomniac is making a Wolverine game, you guys. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah. They're also doing that I'm Spider-Man 2 that. game. but uh, And that's exciting, too. Those Spider-Man games are amazing. But uh, if I'm if I'm honest, what, what, what jazzed me the most about this presentation probably was this announcement. It's just a trailer. It's not even in-game, but I didn't care. <laughs> I was well, so into what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, it's it kind of goes back to what we talked about with there are certain studios where you feel confident that you can get excited about. Yep. A not actual gameplay footage trailer. And we've seen what they did with Spider-Man uh twice now. Yeah. We've seen what they can do with Spider-Man and it's been great. And now they're doing they're taking on Wolverine uh, and that sounds fantastic and I'm going to, you know, tinfoil hat this a little bit. I think we could even see Wolverine and Spider-Man crossover now. Sure, why not? Maybe this is the start of the Marvel video game universe. Sure. The MVGU. Yeah. If and it, uh, if I were if I were a whole a whole thing. If I were those guys over at Square, I'd just throw that Avengers game away cuz there's potential here to like just do this right and start having all these characters cross over and do stuff. Spider-Man 2 clearly has got Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and Venom, and possibly other characters all hanging out. Like, what's to stop them from a crossover like that? It'd be, it'd be great. And that's the thing. I immediately trust that developer in, uh, intrinsically. So as soon as I saw this, I'm like, well, yeah, that's going to be great. Whatever that is, is going to be great. I don't even, I don't even question it. Um, that could be a system seller for people like me. I don't know. But for the most part, and, and John alluded to this earlier, and I'll go ahead and just talk about it. The event itself or that presentation itself really left me hanging because what I was looking for in this one was like, all right, Sony, now we're a ways into this thing. 
Microsoft's got kind of their plan, their strategies. A lot of it involves services, and those are become pretty valuable services for those who like it. So what's your answer to that? And also, if you don't have that, at least what games are you going to show me I don't already know about? And for the first huge chunk of that event, it was all third-party stuff or games that are coming to other platforms, including some of their own, like that Nathan Drake remaster collection is coming to the PC. Uh, So that's not even an exclusive on their platform coming to PS5. The other one uh, that struck me was the KOTOR one. That's coming to PC same day one that they'll get it. And there's a delay on other console versions, but it's coming. It'll end up on on the uh, Xbox. It'll end up on. Okay, uh, can I play a little devil's advocate? Yeah, go. So I'm with you as far as the Game Pass. I did hope that they would kind of say, here's our plan. Here's what we're looking at. Here's a cool thing we're going to do. Because we know they're thinking about it. We've heard enough rumblings to know something's going on over yeah, there. And yeah. Apparently they aren't ready. They have to. Um, but but here's the here's the only devil's advocate I'll give them. When Microsoft does a show and their game is coming on Xbox and PC, we don't go, well, that's not Xbox exclusive. No, but we, we don't but we we'd don't say console ex- down. We'd say console exclusive, and you could well, say right, that about we, Nathan Drake, I guess. You could well, say we that. don't we don't go, ah, that doesn't really count as their announcement. It's coming out in other places. I, I don't think we have to hold Sony <laughs> to that same standard either. I guess what like, I'm I think is, it's possible for Sony to show Kotor yeah. and say, Yeah, it's also coming out on the PC same day, and go, Yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but they weren't saying that. They were they were they were doing that thing that all of them do usually uh which is act like a thing is coming to them and them only. And then immediately That is true cuz I had to do research to find out if Kotor was PS5 exclusive and they tried really hard to make it seem like it was. Yeah, across the board a lot of stuff they showed was that way. And uh they have some true exclusives and they look incredible. I'll get we'll get to those in a minute. But there was a huge swath of that where it wasn't that that's not it's not a problem to have those things on there. But in fact, it's great that they're on that platform. That's wonderful for owners of that thing that they're going to get some of these great games. Um, but it just felt like they were trying to like kind of hand wave it away as if we're supposed to assume, oh, that's all just coming here and nowhere else. Like there there was definitely a vibe of that for a big chunk of that. And then when they finally got to stuff that was like PlayStation Studios games, all of that looks stellar. The God of War sequel looks insane. We already, you know, knew about it, but we hadn't seen gameplay. It looks great. Um, I, I mean, honestly, it looks a lot like the one that came before it, but that's fine. That's an yeah, incredible game. It's okay, it's totally. It's more than okay. It's an amazing little series. They figured out how to pull that thing out of the ashes and make something amazing with it, and that's great. And everything they do with Spider Man, everything they do with this Marvel stuff, all for it. Insomniac can do no wrong. Uh, don't care about Gran Turismo at all. I know that yeah. it has its fans, and that's great. I showed a ton of that, and I'm sure they got what they wanted out of it. Not interesting to me at all. Car porn is for some people. It isn't for me. Um, so on the whole, I just kind of was like, well, all right. Why? I still don't know why I should 100% buy a console from you, even though I can't really get them right now anyway. But it, but what's the va- where's my value proposition? It can't just be there are three games coming to this thing. It can't just be that. It has to be, you know, that I can only get there, I mean. It has to be something more than that. And I'm not saying it has to be some equal to Game Pass. Just something. I just need something yeah. out of them. And they didn't give it. It was just a lot of, here's a trailer of a thing you can get anywhere. Here's another trailer of a thing you can get anywhere. 
Okay, here's a couple of our own trailers. And in between all those, we're going to do abstract weird things with our circle, square, X, and and triangle from our iconic controller, which is iconic, and I I love it. But again, you're, never, you're being a little precious about your freaking buttons. <laughs> and... And, yeah. and, the, and then to say statements like the only time they ever said words, guy gets up and goes, we, you know, we know how important the legacy of PlayStation is. That's not an answer to the complaint that has been you can't get old games to run on your new console, either with a service or otherwise. Like, where's your compatibility? Where's your bringing games forward? Uh, they, they had right before the presentation had confirmed that no more games have free paths if you already owned it on PS4, nothing else will have a free path to the PS5 version, which Microsoft and fans of what they're doing are running with because they're still offering tons of stuff like that. They're treating yeah. it like a PC more than Didn't ever. Didn't I see a news story that they were trying to do that with the new Horizon and there were so many complaints that they have now walked that back? Yes, same thing. Um, but uh, yeah, they're... That's a that's a big missed opportunity, and and I am with you. So I didn't watch the entire presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of picked the trailers I wanted to watch, which sounds like was maybe the more ideal way to go about consuming this content. Yeah, uh, except agree. for the fact that I might have missed some stuff that I might have enjoyed. But beyond that, um, you know, I missed uh, all the little buttons flying around and just got to see the the sweet trailers that look good but i do think you know I, I think right now the case sony's making to me is when that console came out it was like okay you want spider-man right well the best way to play it is on this console and i i said okay well that's a game i can wait yeah. and then they said ah but you want that ratchet and clank and i'm like okay but that's two games i can wait yeah and now they're like horizon I'm like yeah you're only at three Spider-Man 2, okay, you're at 4. Yeah. Wolverine, 5. Yeah. Like, it's almost like it's just, okay, at some point, they're going to have enough games where I go, fine, I will have, (laughs) this won't be a Wii U, I'm not going to just buy Mario Maker and call it a day on your console. There will be enough there. But I do wish there was something else to it. Um, Certainly would be more compelled to do it if I could buy the stuff for PS4 and know I would have it on PS5 waiting for me. I think that's probably the biggest misstep because that's the reason I'm not buying this stuff already mm-hmm. because I keep telling myself, well, I'll, when I get a PS5, yeah, I will buy it then. Yeah. And that's what I've been kind of saying all along. So when Sony comes around and goes, well, no, you're not going to get any free upgrades. I go, oh, well, then I just won't buy it now at all. Yeah. Yeah. I that's a, I, you, you did I actually think you did consume this stuff in the right way. I think the presentation itself was okay at best. And then it really, it really sang because the games they showed at points were really amazing looking and sounding and conceptually, you know, things that we don't have gameplay for like Wolverine. We can just sort of imagine what, you know, a, a top shelf studio like uh, Insomniac might do with a property like that. Um, but the rest of it just kind of landed on me like, oh, all right, well, I like these Japanese hack and slashers look pretty fun, I guess. I don't know, but those will be everywhere. Those aren't going to be just here. Um, I'm talking about Project Eve. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the deal with South that? Did you, 
Did you? Oh, it was a Korean game, wasn't it? Did you? Yes, did you? Project uh, Eve was like you know Lady Macot stuff versus all the most disgusting tentacle aliens in the universe. Yeah. Would you? Did that yeah. grab you? Were you like, oh? Mm. Yeah, I was kind. Of, well, I mean, yeah, like it grabbed me probably in a the way it intended to grab me. <laughs> if I'm being honest, mm. it was like, I was like, oh, it was a nice looking lady doing stuff there. And I was like, what's this game about? Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, hack and slide. I was like, you know, won me over. I was like. Mm. Not normally the kind of game I play, but I was interested. It seemed to have a lot of hype behind it whenever I looked things up about it. Yeah. Like, what is this Project Eve? People are excited about that one. What was but the that's other not one? an exclusive either. No, it's <laughs> not. I looked it up. That's going to be on Xbox, <laughs> probably on Game Pass at some point. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not. I mean, even the stuff that isn't Game Pass bound. It, yeah. Like even the, the when they showed Return, not Returnal. Returnal? No, sorry. The one, the new one that's like the rewind thing. Why can't I think of the name? Death Loop. Death Loop. So we've known about it for a while. This was a Bethesda joint, and they they announced it as a PlayStation Five exclusive before the Bethesda ac- acquisition by Microsoft. And now that Microsoft owns that game, they're still launching it as an exclusive launch title on PlayStation Five. They're honoring that contract, but I think that's now open to like, well, that's a there's a window, and then when that window's done, it's going somewhere else. So by the end of this thing, I just was like, well, okay, I. I, if you're going to be the console of exclusives, and you are, that is Sony's strength, and it has been for a long time. Right now, it's put them in a weird position um, to have that be the biggest strength, but it is their strength, and they're amazing first-party per- uh, first titles for the most part. Uh, if that's what you're going to be, then I needed to see more reasons why I wanted to be there, and I didn't find them. Whereas I know with Game Pass, I'm going to get the stuff I really like, but then also a bunch of surprises and small things and weird things and middleware and, and B-level games that I would otherwise maybe not have seen. We've talked about this before, why Game Pass does that. And and that, to me, is just a better value than the other. So I guess what I'm saying is it wasn't a Sony versus Microsoft thing for me. I was actually really super stoked and hopeful that I was going to be, you know, I don't know what, but my expectations were clearly too high. But I came away going, man... I still don't know. Even if they were like on shelves today, I don't know if I'm going to go throw money at it yet. You know, uh, they, I think they just end up getting people in some way. One of the things I learned, I think Genshin Impact is a PS5 console exclusive. Yeah, probably Final Fantasy 14 is as well. For it is, yeah. totally. It, it is. So, so I think yeah. they get. I think they just find their way to get people because I know I'm never. I, do not care about a PS5. Like, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to play Spider-Man. Oh, well. Like, there's a million games. Then Final Fantasy Remake 2 is going to come out, and I'm going to need that damn device to mm. play it because I need to play it right. I think they find their way. I think with their exclusives, it's not overwhelming or crazy, but they find a way to get everybody somewhere. Yeah. I and think that's been working for them. And yeah. maybe it still is because I think they're neck and neck in terms of consoles. Like, I don't think. No, they're doing great. They're, they're, they, they're doing they're, just fine. There's no there's no yeah. slowdown for either, either of them at the moment. And, and Sony not being able to meet demand has less to do with product slowdowns and way more to do with demand. And that's great. They're doing great. It's just, they have a subservice, too. They just don't advertise it or it's not talked about. I well, thought it's also they, not great. I, it's okay, but it isn't great. Yeah. Like PlayStation Plus gets you some free games per month. They're usually... You know, three-year-old yeah. games. So I mean, but the, then the thing the thing might be like, well, yeah, their their subscription offerings not great, but their exclusive offerings are exclusive offerings 
have been better than Xbox, and maybe that'll change with Bethesda on board and some of the developers they got. But well, that's yeah, and that is I definitely mean, Microsoft's th- plan there, or theory. There's nothing on Microsoft for me to the level of Final Fantasy Remake too. Like my brain was just going to explode if I don't get to play that game. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that's true. There's <laughs> Microsoft has a lot of things I'm gonna you know be excited for but they have nothing that's going to make me go oh i want a console for this singular game yeah they're um, trying to build that but they don't have that yet yeah. you know some people yeah. are going to feel that way about halo they always do but uh, you know what's yeah. what's the next um i don't know like for me there's a lot riding on star not star citizen what's, what's the bethesda game Starlander, oh, Star, no, uh, Space Man, Space, Star, no. Star, Star Lord, Starfinder, Finder, Starfinder. Starfield. That's it. Starfield, Starfield. That's it. You were close, Bo. Oh, Starfield and Friends. <laughs> Starfield and, and, and Arbuckle. <laughs> oh, I hate Mondays. And where's the where's the spaghetti? It can't be lasagna because I get in trouble. <laughs> John Arbuckle. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah there you go. So Star Starfield. Uh, that the those kinds of games when they come to fruition they have the potential of changing the narrative about who has what in terms of, uh, and I, and I'm only using that one as an example. There's plenty more out there. I'm, I'm actually more interested in what, um, uh, uh, obsidians working on various games and I am almost the, the mainline Bethesda stuff. But anyway, the point is like, you know, whatever, what else are they going to do? The, like the PlayStation now service, which is their streaming service, uh, streaming game service, literally uses Microsoft Azure as their backend. They're using the same backend as Microsoft uses for xCloud. And of course they do, because that's Sony doesn't have that. they got to have somebody's. It's either that or Amazon's or whoever else is big enough to do it. So it's just a weird time, man. Such a weird, odd moment in gaming. And I love, I love it, because we get to talk about it and all that. End of the day, if that Wolverine game comes out and is amazing, that might be where I get pushed. That what is it. your uh, wish list for a Wolverine game? What, um, what are the things you want that game to be? Oh, uh, open world. So okay. Spider-Man-ish, you know, in that yep, regard. I'm with you. Cigar smoking. Uh, I want. I actually, I think I might want it to be linear. Oh, really? I don't know if I want it to be linear. I mean, I, I, you could convince me, though, with the right story and, you know, it's like the right people. Like a really good, like, Logan story focused in on him. Like... I don't want to run around the world as Wolverine. He doesn't have cool powers like Spider-Man. Like he's, what's he going to do? Here's Wolverine on the bus going from uptown to downtown. Like traversal, he's he's, just going to run. Maybe he does. And that's just something that's never been explored because isn't he kind of Wolverine-y? Like maybe he actually can (laughs) hop onto trees and like, no seriously, like climb up into a tree and ambush, you know, the double fist into the, into the chest style, like just going to shink like that. Like got to climb up into a tree and then go and then like stab like in a, in a diving motion on a guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I, I think they can lean into the, the feral animal. Like he's like a, a squirrel or something like maybe not a squirrel, but whatever a mountain cat, you know, that climbs up the tree and, and like, I just think it's so unexplored in games. Cause they always get Hugh handsome Jackman to play it and he just wants to look handsome and they don't have him climbing up trees like they need to get a, a real like he's a feral animal right like yeah they, that's they the idea traversal all crazy like so, I, so, well, so I here's what i want be- i think you can do some linearity but i want i want canada and i want him hunting down weapon x stuff and i want him i want him in the snow and i want him pissed and 
You can do that linearly. He meets the trailer park boys at one point, and they're like, oh, hey, look, it's the Wolverine guy from the Marvel MCU movie. But, you I know, like, he was real. What part of Holy Canada is this? What, what, what part of Canada was it supposedly his origin is? It's like up in Vancouver or something, right? Like it's I don't... Secret I, lab. Well, that's where they always film those movies. I think it was more probably Saskatchewan, middle Canada, if okay. I had to guess, where it's a little more desolate. So All right, like so some I can't happen. remember. It probably says somewhere in a comic, but oh, sorry. One quick note, I just for nerds out there in that trailer, if you go look at it, watch it very carefully. There's a license plate hanging on that bar wall that says the numbers and letters HLK 181, which is oh. Hulk issue 181, where Wolverine was introduced in comics. That's a cool. That's a cool throwback. I wonder if it means. Hulk would be I know that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like, what a cool crossover that would that be? But um, yeah, who, I, I think know. again, this could be the gateway to a bunch of Marvel characters being all thrown together. You could you could easily put the Hulk in there. You could you could have whoever you know he's going up against. Wolverine certainly got plenty of people he can go against. Yeah, I, I feel like I cut you off on your list because you said open world and I agreed with you. And then because I changed my mind, I cut you off. No, so. no, no, not at right, all. In fact, in fact, the more I've thought about it, and I think I agree with Bill in the chat who says maybe this is closer to Last of Us 2. Like, good story. Yeah. There's linearity there, but some exploration is in, in the areas that you're in. I, I think maybe maybe Eileen may maybe towards something like that. Yeah, because, like, like you would dig up like poo from the ground and smell it and be able to identify like if who took a shit and you'd see a like a witcher trail of the person like if whether it's an animal that you're hunting or a person so, you can see yeah oh you're joking but that was literally that, in a wolverine game that exists yeah yeah i figured like he's a feral animal he's got to do like the, the sanitized movie versions that i know people like come on sorry i'm not trying to offend people like the hugh jackman version it's fine but he's an animal like he if they're doing the Wolverine right, he's a dirty animal that smells pee and poo on the ground and figures things out. Like that's yeah, he's Wolverine, and he it. should like it shouldn't. You know, it's not necessarily a detective Batman style, but in some ways he is, and it's a little more dirty and on the ground. But yeah. uh, <laughs> who murdered this guy? Right. Let me smell this. <laughs> I poo. smell this poo. No, I'll, I'll try you. this poo. Yeah. That was definitely this guy. <laughs> I just think that if you look at if you look at video games like superhero video games and you look at Spider-Man, why yeah. is Spider-Man great as an open world game? Because web swinging is yeah. such a good mechanic. And that's why it was so important that they got that right. Also, Peter Parker breaking up crimes happening all over town is it makes sense for Spider-Man. Like that's part of Spider-Man. But you look at like the Arkham games, and I know this is going to be a bit of a controversial take, and the more open world the Arkham games got, the worse they got. Because traversing the world as Batman was not super fun. Um, it wasn't super fun in the Batmobile. It wasn't super fun gliding around. It was it was fun small scale, but it wasn't that interesting. Yeah. And I think it gets even less when you go to Wolverine. Like, yes, you could do some cool stuff that I think he should be able to do. I do think he should be able to like use his claws and run up the side of a building and leap off of it. I just don't think you need to go like, Oh, we're in the middle of a gigantic lovingly recreated Canada for you to explore all of. I think you can go from like segment to segment, have big open areas to play around in, but I don't think yeah. you need to necessarily go 
we've recreated this many acres of environment for Wolverine to prowl around in. Yeah. I, I think you could just do it smaller scale. Yeah. I'm thinking more like Red Dead Redemption, maybe ish, but maybe not as big, you know, like Yeah, RD uh, Red Dead Redemption, um there's probably other Like examples. less civilization. I'm just thinking like, you know, Far Cry, yeah. like just just like natural world areas where you can sink down with the animals or I don't know, say hello I, to a snake while you're crawling through the snow. <laughs> like, I mean, I know neither of you guys played it, but I think last of us two was, I think that's a great benchmark because last of us two, their arenas for combat and stuff like that were way bigger than I expected them to be. Like they felt like little towns almost. And I actually think for a Wolverine game, it would be cool to have that option of, okay, are you the Berserker Wolverine that's just going to go in and take a bunch of damage and just claw through people? Or are you going to play it? Because he's technically a ninja. Like, Wolverine's kind of done it all. Yeah. Are you going to be stealthy and sneaky and, like, sneaking up behind a guy and popping your claws through him and then, you know, dragging him into the bushes and stuff like that? Like, I can see the game going in multiple directions where you can play him in a bunch of different ways because he's kind of been a bunch of different things, uh, which is- I also <laughs> think this game needs to be rated M. Yeah, I do too. Just to, just to be clear. Yeah, it's got to be violent, bloody. right? 100%. Yeah. Like, there's no Batman just knocking guys out or Spider-Man just webbing them up. Like, yeah. he has claws. He's yeah. going to shred people into into ribbons. Yeah, <laughs> like if it's all like knockout stuff, it's gonna be like, oh, girl. I 100 like, percent agree. I hate when they hold back on Wolverine in the movies or in the comics or any of it. They need to like go for it. That's why I love Logan so much because Logan finally let those claws do what they're supposed to do. And I'm not like bloodthirsty, yeah. but I just want it to be. I don't know. I want it to feel like Wolverine. I want it to be visceral. I mean, Wolverines are vicious. Like yeah. that's why they call him. Isn't <laughs> it the cute nickname? He looks like a Wolverine. It's yeah. like no. He's actually an animal. Of but not not only that, murder. Not only that, you need if you want to have the moral challenges of being the Wolverine. They it's it's if you if you're too light with that stuff, those things are less meaningful. Like him struggling with his savagery and trying to find good and be the hero people want him to be, but also have these powers that make him such a a nightmare. Like if you want those those moral dilemmas and, and conundrums to matter, you need the you need to be violent. It needs to be hard. So I hope so. I don't know what. I also gonna love do. to see that uh, tech come back from the last time they did a Wolverine game, where his skin got shredded apart, and you saw the adamantium oh, skeleton underneath. That was that was cool. so cool. Yeah, that game was all right. It was it okay. Was, it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Who uh, who. What game? Who made that? When was this? That was um, that was a 360 era thing. I think it was 360. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find that real quick. I can't remember what what it was. I remember the only thing that was a little weird is his costume would heal itself eventually too. That was a little strange. But what you got on the other side of that was w- way worth it. Oh, here it is. It's uh. 360 and PS3. The game was called X Men Origins Wolverine Part One and Two. Okay, it was based on that terrible movie, but yeah. it but was it, actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't great. It wasn't revolutionary, but yeah, I'm trying to remember how they handled. Was it open worldy? I don't. I just don't remember how that. Came uh, no, it was. Uh, it was a linear <laughs> experience as well. I just saw a video where. Oh he pulled, my god! Did you see that? He pulled the helicopter yeah. pilot out and. Tore his head off with the helicopter blades. Why was blades? the blood purple, though? I don't know. 
Yeah, it was purple. It's so, and it was like they looked like little polygons. It looked like polygons were flying out of them. Now, yeah, it's an old game, but still, like this game knew how to get real violent, and uh, I hope they, I hope they remember that. But again, well, yeah, like, and the coolest part is, is if Wolverine took damage, like chunks of him would come off, and you would just see metal underneath, and it looked badass. Yeah, and he's also and the then, the one example of a game. If you're going to make a game with Wolverine in it, he's the one guy that should have healing. You know, he should do like uh, Halo where the, the regen. Yeah, <laughs> the, the regen actually is. In, in yeah, it's canon. actually, you know, appropriate to the character and not the Call of Duty. Predates video games as a thing. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't know. I just have a lot of high hopes for this. We'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, I mentioned Gran Turismo. It's a lot of car porn. Looked real nice, but I don't know if you're into that stuff. There it was. Uh, the God of War gameplay looked good. Uh, definitely more of what we want out of that. And uh, the big the big reveal there was like, oh, look, it's Thor, who's a big, fat, cool dude with a giant beard. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I really liked uh, who's the tall one. He looked like Jesus in the in the video. <laughs> I can't think of his name. God, Vin or Strin or Tear. Tear, that's it. It's nothing like Vin. I don't know why I heard Vin. Anyway, Vin, Vin Diesel's in, the Vin game Diesel's in this, um, but he looked cool, although he looked like Jesus. God of family. Anyway, uh, that looked real good. Very excited about that that game in general. I love that first one. Um, what else? Oh, and then I mentioned the the Uncharted thing that's coming to PS5 and PC. And then the remakes and stuff. This is a, kind of a big deal. The Alan Wake remake definitely coming to everything. Not remake. That's I'm tentatively def- excited about it, but I think that game, in order to be good, needs one big change. What's that? I think Alan Wake's biggest flaw was that they hid the pages of his book while you're playing that game. Oh, interesting. I, I, so what made Alan Wake cool for people who haven't played it um, or don't know is you're running around and you're being attacked by creatures in the darkness and you have to shine a light on them to kind of make a manifest and then you can shoot them. And that's sort of the mechanic. Yeah. But, uh, Alan Wake was an author. And so as he was going through this world and going through this, like scary scenario, he would find pages of his own book and the pages would foreshadow things that were about to happen. And it built a lot of really cool tension to read about, you know, like he'd pick up a page and it would talk about how there was an ambush about to happen at the cabin that uh, he was heading towards. And then you'd see that cabin and you'd go, oh, my gosh, the page said there was going to be an ambush. Now I know there's creatures waiting for me in there. And now you're really anxious about it because yeah. the page told you so. Yeah. The problem is, is all these pages which helped make the game way more tense and interesting and cool were all hidden in really obscure places off the beaten path. And so often it felt like you were running around looking for thermoses because for some reason he collected those and pages and batteries and all these things you had to collect that it really kind of took you out of the situation you were in, especially in the case of the pages where it actually made the game scarier. Mm. Like don't hide the thing that makes your game better. Put it right on the main path so you can read those as you go. Yeah, I, I think I agree. They made it off. seem like a side thing, but it really added to everything to the point that it should have been. It should have made that should have been more mainline. I agree. Um, that game's. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Alan Wake, but um, I should mention this is a this is like a remaster, not a 
not a remake. I keep saying remake and that's not what this is. Um, and it looked it, it looked good, but this isn't, you know, this was clearly not some next gen, uh, game by any stretch from what they showed. They also showed GTA five, which also looked nice, but also looked like an old game that yeah. was being re-released hey, guys, for the 50th. They're going to keep making GTA five till yeah. the end of time. Yeah. It's the new, it's Skyrim as well. They can't count past five over there, I guess. Uh, I would love to see a six or, or something new out of them, but uh, whatever. Five prints money, so keep printing that money. Um, now, the one, it's the one I wanted to save for the end and talk about the most. The uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Man, that word's very important. This isn't an up res. This is a remake I assume of they game. know what that word means with the history of Final Fantasy VII setting the bar pretty damn high as a, remake, as a labeled remake. Yes, uh, Just putting that out there now. They they remake, they remade the shit out of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, <laughs> compared to what it was originally. So, uh, yeah, they Just need gonna... to nail that right, or you're going to piss everybody off because people are really excited about this. Like, if you people are really really excited about yeah. it, so am I. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic is one of my favorite video games ever made. I I really adore that game, and. Uh, you know, I was crazy excited. I think Darth Revan is uh, amazing. He's got, got a super cool name. Looks badass. Looks like a cross between a Sith warrior and a Mandalorian. Just uh, a cool character design. The story for Darth Revan is incredible. Like, that game has one of the coolest uh, video game twists that I've experienced in a video game for a while. Mm-hmm. Um I really love Knights of the Old Republic, and I really hope they do right by it. Uh, it's definitely a game that needs updating. Like, if you go back and you try to play it again, that game has not aged well. Mm. So I think a remake is a perfect idea for it, because I think the content that is in there is really, really solid. Um, and we've seen it influence plenty of other uh, pieces of media. There were even references to Knights of the Old Republic in the last season of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So it it has had a far reach. There are rumors that they're going to update it a little bit to um, actually put it in canon and that this will actually now be considered a canon Disney Star Wars era story, oh. which would be cool because a lot of this stuff has been thrown out as sort of legacy business. Um I'm I'm excited. I want to see more. Like the the problem is is that trailer was extremely good and made me go yeah. But uh, I need to see more. You know I I want to know what they're doing with it. How's it going to look? How's it going to play? Mm-hmm. You know what are they changing? How much of a remake is this? Yeah, this is an important game because uh, not just from the aspect of the game itself was amazing, but uh, you know all the Mass Effect guys came out of this. This is where they came from and. You know, Mass Effect in a lot of ways is a spiritual successor to what made KOTOR great. I really hope they nail it. It's coming to PC day one, timed release on consoles where they get an exclusive for a while on PlayStation. It'll be everywhere else after that. And uh, yeah, we don't know much else. It's just a rendered intro. They didn't show any gameplay, nothing, you know, nothing from the game. But yeah, very excited about this. Well, yeah, as someone who's constantly considered whether or not I should play Kotor, because it's very highly regarded Bioware game, I'm kind of glad I don't have to go play the old janky thing. If yeah, I want this to be good just so I can play it for the first time and enjoy the new experience. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Having played the first one a couple of times, 
um, or well, twice, uh, once on a PC and once, I don't remember where I played it again, console somewhere. Um, I mean, it's just, ama- it's an amazing game uh, and it needs to be played again. So I'm ready. I'm ready for this. All right. That's mostly what they showed. There were a bunch of other third party stuff again, you know, stuff that looks cool and seems good and all that. But a lot of it was stuff we'd already seen. The ghosts of or what's the Tokyo ghost one they've been talking uh, about forever. Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, that looks pretty weird. I'm kind of I'm continue to be very curious about that game. Kind of I kind of yeah. want to know what's up. It looks intriguing. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to make of it, but it, yeah. it looks kind of cool. Yeah, I don't quite know what to do yet, but uh, it looks good. Uh, John, the big news of the week for really, though, is this. Resident Evil's Leon S. Kennedy now in Rainbow Six Siege. How do you feel? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the game has a problem with too many humans in it. And now they put in another human, but at least, you know, you've put in the pinnacle of humans uh, with Leon S. Kennedy. <laughs> what we all aspire to in this life is to is to be a little more like Leon S. Kennedy. And now... What now non-humans do you goodness. want in, in Rainbow Six Siege? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, here's the truth, because actually I've said this for a really long time, and now the Tom Clancy games are actually supposedly giving me what I wanted, uh, which is they're actually introducing, like, monsters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the name of that game is. Oh, uh, um, it's uh, Rainbow Six Annihilation. Not Annihilation? Annihilation? They used to be called Pandemic, and they st- they pulled that name when the actual pandemic happened. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah so. Rainbow Six COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just picked letters. We didn't know. I mean, think about it. Back in 2018, 2019, when none of this was a thing, you wouldn't even think twice. Like, oh, yeah, Pandemic's good. Use that name. And now, now it would be like... I mean, it's a like, board game franchise called Pandemic. It's like touching All I got to say, I'm looking at this Leon. Yeah, uh, it doesn't look like him at all. Uh, no, it's not good. <laughs> That's not Leon. That's yeah, was that Leon? Yeah, that, it was like, supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be really a guy Leon just looking? dressed as him. Well, but that, keep, uh, keep in uh, mind, this twenty nine ninety nine. You can have his plain gray t shirt and some camouflage pants. Yeah, keep in yeah. mind, this is not awesome. this is not him as a playable character. Like here's Leon talking and being it's just being Leon. Clothes. It's his. It's a skin. So you're, and it's not a very good skin. If I'm if I'm honest. Also, no. that game's a little, a little long in the teeth. It's been out since 2013. It's, yeah, so. it's not even... It's Resident Evil 4. He took off his leather jacket, and this is what was underneath it, clothes. Like, it's... Like, actual Leon is wearing a nonsensical, it doesn't even make yeah. sense, police uniform. Yeah. Like, that's the... That's Leon. Yeah. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel on skin stuff, because I saw as part of this uh, World of Warships is oh, having a yeah. Transformers crossover event. Yep. <laughs> and it is just about this. First of all, they didn't put a lot of effort into the ad. Holy crap. Someone just learned how to use Adobe After Effects on that thing. <laughs> yeah. But also, they look bad. It's like these boats, but then like Hot Rod or Sound Waves hanging out, going them like my warship. But it wasn't done with high quality. Like I'm like, I think I dig it, but like, no. Yeah. Like, and nobody wants this. Like, I don't know. It, it just looked really weird. The tra- like they, these transformer themed warships that has like the general is you know Megatron. I don't think Megatron or Optimus were shown yet, but they have Grimlock, Hot Rod, Starscream, and Soundwave. Yeah, 
And like, I'm a big transformer enthusiast, but I'm not playing your World of Warships game just to get a Soundwave boat. Like, <laughs> it's not happening. Like, <laughs> oh, I see him. Yeah, look yeah, at him up there. He's like cheese ball. I'm a tra- and I'm they a like transformer on here. Thing. Like, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't hate hey. it, but I'm like, I'm like, oh man. Those like, guys. They're right now. There's have there's a meltdown happening at Wargaming.net, which is the company that makes this and World of Tanks and all that. Um, I guess no, there's like the, the, huge revolt going on with their community. I don't know what what it is. It's not over this, but it's something. So it's probably. Is, I thought I saw something. I don't know what it is. If I had to guess, it's about some toxic you know, bullshit again. Probably some sexual cool. assaulters yeah. at this company. Too, yeah. Something when like that, when they know. figure it out and they make a Leon S. Kennedy warship for me to pilot, then oh then yeah, we'll now we're something. talking. Oh my yeah. god, hell yeah! Just him going through the water. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is, they probably could do it. It's just. I don't know. Look at him driving that shit. That's <laughs> stupid. That's stupid. I yep, hate it. It looks it looks really goofy. It looks really dumb. This is all we live in a weird world. I mean with everything and everything, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't like this world that Fort I mean, this Fortnite's not the first to do it by any means, but this whole like what do they call their world? A metaverse like just like we'll put John Wick and the Ariana Grande in our game, like there's like a such thing as like going for like some some aesthetics here some some continuity of like i get that you can do it but like have respect for your property i don't know like it's just well if you believe what you I like to feel immersed in what i'm doing you know yeah. if, if the crossover makes sense fine that's why i'm like the marvel stuff's fine because it's that's ridiculous to begin with but like yeah not everything is marvel like i i don't I don't mind it in the comic stuff so much, but like World of Warships, I'm playing a warship simulator. Oh, there's a there's an Optimus there's an Optimus Prime boat going by. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't want to play this game ever, ever. If I ever even was curious, I don't know. It still looks cool, but I just I don't know. I hate it. There's a part of me just hates their this. games are play to win as hell too. I don't like that about their games. But oh, really? Yeah, I felt that with. I, I played that. tanks for a bit, and it's cool. Tanks is cool. Well, I mean, they're literally uh, showing the shop in their little trailer and oh, yeah. showing purchases. Like, yeah. if part of your hype uh, reel is, here, watch us spend real money on it. Like, That's, that's what I mean. They put so little effort into, like, I don't know. Like, they, I didn't, this is actually better than what I saw. What I, with the video I saw had less than what you're even showing the stream today. Oh, that's, um, that's interesting. Yeah, but. Some of those comics, by the way, IDW does the Transformers comics now. They're pretty good. There's some good. Oh, the IDW books. stuff's really yeah. well drawn. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah, like I it. Like them. Um, uh, all right. Anyways, so it just wasn't the best. That's all. Yeah, we'll see how that all pans out. Um, but John, congratulations. Leonis Kennedy is now officially yeah. in everything. Um, we all right. need more of them. That's yeah, more would be good. Just the truth. Let's move on now to a review uh, given to us in Dear Martha style from Steam. Yes, that's right. Dear Martha Steam reviews. Uh, read to us by John as if he was an old timey 1800s guy trying to reach his wife at home and let her know how it's going at the front. Uh, this time for a game I quite like my time at Portia or Portia, however the hell you say it. That's how much I liked it. I don't really know how to say the name of the game. It's actually a pretty good game, but anyway, uh, here that is now enjoy. My dearest Martha, I present to you now a review for the game. My time at Portia. Portia, Portia. (laughs) Martha, if you liked Stardew Valley, the old-fashioned Harvest Moon series, or the new Story of Seasons series, 
this game is for you. Featuring building lots of marriage candidates. Hate farming. Lots of marriage candidates. Drama. A pig pet, a cat, and a dog. Did I already said lots of marriage candidates? Dungeons. Mining. Cute graphics. An awful amount of awesome and weird people who are single and you can marry. <laughs> a pink fat cat who can become your pet. Wait, isn't it fishy that so many people is single? Lots of places to discover. <laughs> is it because they don't have Tinder? Anyway, great game. Lots of surprises. I would love to see it growing up steadily and have new updates. I would throw my money to the screen for a DLC with more relationship interactions. More places. Maybe another city of that big lore. I would love to see Seaside or Walnut Grove with Dr. Zhu on my side. More quests related to friends and romance. More events. And maybe watch the kids grow. Yours in this life and the next... Shushu. I like your his use of like um, multiples versus singulars and things like that. And you just read it the way you read it. I mean, it's the way it was. Yeah, I think I like the part about this where it's like the guy's writing to his wife Martha back home, and he's like, "There's all these marriage candidates." Like, just making me laugh. You'll never guess, Martha. All these single people are here. Yeah. You get to meet them. The game's okay. Like, it's a little janky for a bit for what it is. It's kind of like a 3D like Stardew Valley. It's just I don't know. It's a little chip chop in some places, but it has its moments. It's pretty cool. All right, moving on. Although they famously got mad at me on Twitter once because um, they were they they did some post and I replied saying, "Hey, uh, do you guys do review codes?" And they were so mad I would ask that question. And the funny thing is, I ended up getting a review code anyway through another site that gets review codes from developers so and then gives them the answer people. is yes. And why were we getting upset about? Yeah, it? it was weird. I think they didn't. They weren't used to that. They didn't know what that was yet or something. It was a very odd interaction. Uh, Twenty eighteen or so. Anyway, there's that. Now this. The games we played this week. I kept things really simple. Other than my yeah. usual checking out, uh, I'm, I'm still pursuing some story stuff in, in uh, Guild Wars 2, played more Battle Sector, played a bunch of that new No Man's Sky uh, business. Uh, Shipbreaker had a reset and 3D Hab patch, which meant the, 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 the thing you live in and make all your upgrades in and stuff is now this 3D space you can kind of move around in and uh, make your choices in there. That's kind of interesting. Other than that, it's still Shipbreaker, and yes, they reset my progress, which kind of sucks, but it's in it's early access. What do you expect? The game's still amazing. Anyway, instead, I played a whole bunch of Spiritfarer, and you might I say- I love that game. That game's great, uh, and it's still on Game Pass, but I'm not playing it there. Someone sent me a gift code on Steam, and I went, oh, I haven't cracked that open in a while. I'll just start over, because I don't remember where the hell I even was, so- Let's play play Spiritfarer again. And I got so into this, and it is such a delightfully relaxing, cozy sort of game. Um, and so well crafted. Like 
whatever the thing is, like whatever Hades is, it's like Hades, but a different vibe. In other words, like the attention to detail and art and tone and all that stuff that makes part, part of what makes Hades so great. This team is also all about some of those things. It's a very different video game, but but it's but it feels like that kind of crafted AAA sensibilities laid onto an indie developer kind of. Um, mm-hmm. and it's so good. Anyway, Spirit Fair is amazing. I don't want to get too deep into what it's all about because we've talked about it before. But um, I'm really loving my new playthrough, and I'm having a great time, and I will keep playing. It's also a perfect uh, game if you're on the phone with somebody having a meeting and you need to do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's great for that because <laughs> you fish off the back of that boat. Uh, running around is no big deal. Traveling is is kind of a quiet affair. But it's I just like kind of you can just ring the bell on the boat. Like it, it's little details like that. There's just something about like oh we're coming into port and you can just get down there and ring the bell and yep. it just makes the little ship ding and mm-hmm. it just feels nice. It does. Like, everything about that game just feels nice. Animation's really sweet and the the stories are really cool and interesting. It deals with this really interesting sort of death story across the board. It's just a nifty, cool, rad thing. And I love it. So playing that again. Uh, and what else? Oh, for the warp for the warp. Have you heard of this? Probably not. Uh, uh no, <laughs> for, for the, the warp. warp. I think I may have brought it up before on the show, but basically for the warp. let's take uh, a sprinkle of FTL. Let's put a little slay the spire in there. Actually, a lot of Slay the Spire. The combat is literally card combat like Slay the Spire. Um, There's overworld and random stuff like FTL. And then make it look all 16-bitty. That's the game. Uh, Hmm. You're you're, you're in space. You got a retro-looking thing with a retro soundtrack. And you're fighting other ships with your cards. And it's stuff like do six damage. uh, Give yourself five shields. Heal yourself. You know, it's it's Slay the Spire um, Hmm. in that regard. But I, I really like this game. It's in early access. I've had it for a while. Um, these guys sent me a code sometime back. And uh, I find it, of all the card battlers I've played lately, the one that just kind of chills me out the most. Because the stakes are pretty low. It's just sort of the mechanics are, are strong. And you just feel good going through it. And even when you die, you're like, all right, that was pretty good. Let's go next time. Let's, let's apply this little uh, thing uh, and try it better next time or whatever. Um, and I unlocked a new ship and that new ship was really cool. And I really enjoyed that. And, um, I have a really good time with it. So, uh, I don't like their name for the warp annoys me because they only, I feel, yeah, I feel like not, they only, they only did that so great. they could say FTW at the end, which just yeah. is for the win, which I hate that phrase. I don't, yeah, I don't want that in there either. Yeah. I don't want either version. I don't want them to say for the win. I don't want them to say for the warp. Yeah. It's yeah, an annoying, it's a, but I like, I like the look a, of this game a lot. It's a yeah. for the lose title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it's all, this <laughs> the is title really sucks. It, doesn't, it doesn't reflect well on like, maybe the gameplay is good, but like, I'm like, Oh yeah, the title's bad. Game that, what are you naming your cards? I, uh, I agree. The title is bad. Um, the story is fun. It, it's very sci-fi and um, lots of random stuff going on. Encounters where you got to make hard choices. And, well, I get some free fuel so I can keep moving. That's the other thing is the overworld. If you want to move around, you got to spend fuel every time you move. And as you uncover the fog of war, you'll find that, oh, there's a ship there. Shit, I got to fight it. Okay, well, I could try to go around it, but I, do I have enough fuel to go around it? You know, like there's some some strategic mm. stuff like that. Um, sometimes you just find like there's a space crate 
You just found a bunch of stuff. You can sell that when you get back to a space station. You're trying to get to each warp gate. Um, so it's almost like a more, it's a more active FTL because the, the, it's not like just one big map where you're like, all right, go to the next node. And now here's a fight. Now go to the next node. It's more like incremental node jumping. And then, and then you have the fights. Um, and I really like the fights and I just find it cathartic and chill. And I've been looking for chill lately. And these are the two chills I got was spirit fair and for the warp. And I like the game a lot. They both reviewed pretty well too. Well, Spirit Fair is off the charts. Everybody loves that game, but I mean, I like the take spaceships shooting card battler. It's a neat, neat yeah. approach. But yeah, but that name's just eating eating your cheese. Name, oh my god! Yeah, I know it's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> they have a chance oh. to change it if they wanted, I guess, because this is early access, and I don't know why you couldn't. But it's a it's an awful name. Uh, all right, John, uh, you finished Final Fantasy II Remaster and started Final Fantasy 3 Remaster. And then tell me all about Final Fantasy, because that's all this is. That's all you've done. Yeah, my list is is four different Final Fantasy games. So uh, let's get into it. All right. Uh, real quick, I beat Final Fantasy 2 Remaster. Yeah. And uh, honestly, coming out of it, I don't really have much to say that isn't something I said the previous weeks. That game really tries some new things. Uh, a lot of things that modern RPGs do. It does them almost all terribly. And while I appreciate swinging for the fences, the net result is a Final Fantasy game that is not very good. Um, mm. I, I had fun with it. I don't regret playing it. But I that game was punishing in a, in a real rough way. I actually put a clip up and I shared it with you guys, uh, my several second review of the game, which was basically me going into a fight I getting the ambushed effect, which means the enemies get to attack before you do, and only getting one round to do something with half my characters because I got instantly killed by everything. <laughs> and the game is full of stuff like that. Yeah. And so it was uh it that's kind of what that game is. And so it was either like getting instant killed or walking over the top of everything because it was too easy. Mm. So it's an interesting game. I, I think if you're if you like the series and you're interested in how it's evolved, I think it's worth playing. But uh, just know that it's a punishing game and it's a very different game and it can be pretty rough. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you a little surprised that the series didn't collapse in on itself after this one? Like a big misstep for a second outing or, or you know. Well, in a way, it did because two uh, never came out here. Oh, that's um, right. It was it didn't come out until PlayStation era. Uh, yeah. It was another one of those games that was notorious for too difficult for Americans, uh, like Super Mario Brothers two, <laughs> and so they didn't. So Final Fantasy two, as we know it, is actually Final Fantasy four, mm. and uh, Final Fantasy three, as we know it, is Final Fantasy six. So it is not it has not come out and didn't come out for a, a, quite some time. Final Fantasy three, which is the other game I played, uh, is actually even harder to find because that game didn't get ported until it got a 3D remake on the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, wow. Or, uh, the Nintendo DS. Oh, so I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That was technically the first time that that game has ever come out. Uh, here in the U.S. officially, you could play it other ways. Um, and Final Fantasy III, I am happy to say, is fantastic. Mm. I love that version of the game. It goes back to the job system. Uh, 
it it kind of loses a step as far as story goes. The story is pretty simplistic. It's like, hey, you're four people. You're chosen. Go do adventure. But uh, it makes up for it with it's just got great music. The job system's really fantastic. Um, there's really amazing content in that game. They do fights where they just want you to play different jobs. So there was a fight where uh, we all were dragoons. And that was the class we picked. We all did the jump attack. So the entire fight was we all jumped off the screen. The enemy did an attack. It missed because we were all off the screen. And then we all dropped on the boss and we killed the boss instantly. That stuff is great. Um, I just think it's a really, really good Final Fantasy. And I'm having a ton of fun. I'm, I'm nearing the end of it. Um, I'm kind of doing the Jeez, last chunk fast. of optional content. I feel like you just finished two and you're already almost done with three. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it turns out here's my, here's my advice. I'm going to tell people. Cause when I said I was going to go and I was going to play through all the final fantasies, I kept hearing the same thing. Boy, you're committing to uh that's a lot. That's a lot you're committing to. I boy, you're going to have stuff to play for the next couple years. You will be amazed at how quickly you can get through things. If you just do it. Yeah. Like it, it hasn't taken an insane amount of time. I've dedicated my streams to just that. And, uh, you know, before I knew it, I was, I was through, uh, final fantasy two felt really long cause I was not having as much fun. Final fantasy three. I can't believe I'm almost done with it. Mm. So, uh, I'm having a really, really good time with it. In fact, I'm having such a good time with it. We'll go on to my next game. I found out that on Steam, I own the Final Fantasy 3 3D remake. That's the Nintendo DS version oh, right. on Steam. I had no idea that this even came out or that I bought it, but apparently I did and I have it and I'm not going to be streaming it. Oh, so I might show it as just sort of like a bonus, like, hey, this is what it is. But um I'm not going to be streaming this one. So ultimately I just, I have it to play on my own and I'm enjoying final fantasy three so much that I'm playing through <laughs> the 3d remake on my own independently when I'm not streaming. That's great. It's a really good game. I'm sad. It never came out here. And I will say this to people that are like kind of looking at these remasters. If you have played one and two, pick up three like if you're a fan of the series pick up three i genuinely think it's good enough to play as a curiosity like it's it's really solid and i'm having a really good time with it um the 3d remake is pretty cheap as well on uh, steam right now i believe it's better in some ways it's worse than others uh so i think between the two versions i would actually still recommend the remaster mm. but um yeah, I've just been having a ton of fun with it. And of course, I'm still playing 14 uh, whenever I have a free moment. And I'm very excited because next week, a new event starts in that game that lets you get the car from Final Fantasy 15, which is one of the coolest mounts in the game. So well, It's also one of the most shocking things you'll see in that game because you're, yes, especially if you're new. <laughs> like, oh, this game has, this fantasy game has cars. Yeah, it's got a big old ass car in it and it's freaky at first. You're like, what the hell is that? And you're like, oh, it's the car from 15 that's in here. Like, I remember that being a real revelation at the time. I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I saw that thing drive up to the, 
whatever they, what do they call the, the things that teleport you around town whatever those are called the aetherites the aetherites yeah it's this this thing just went burp, and then like parked there and i'm like where am i what is this game it was My insane it was acting up yesterday well i mean like in the case of like blizzard and and um or not blizzard uh world of warcraft and games like that they usually go for Oh, there's a motorcycle in here, but it looks like it was made by, you know, orcs and, and elves and whatever. Like, it looks like a, a medieval kind of a goofball, you know, it, it sort of matches the motif, but also is this crazy thing. And that's not true of that car in Final Fantasy. It, does, it looks like a sleek black freaking convertible from a different video game. It's really weird. Yeah. I, I mean, they do always have the excuse. I don't know what the official lore of the car in 14 is, but they do always have the excuse is there is the nation to the north that doesn't have any magic. So they're all technological. So they have like guns and mechs and stuff like that. And they can always say like, yeah, it comes from there. Um it doesn't change it doesn't change the fact that it is a nice looking automobile that not only is a nice looking car, but when it takes off, it transforms into a jet. What? It actually does the transformation animation. You should look it up. Do uh, Final Fantasy 14 car flying. And it mode. won't even it, do that. It transforms. It looks cool as hell. It won't even do it won't do that in 15 even. So think of that. You know, like I think it does. Oh, does I, it? I think in 15 you can eventually get the car to fly. Are you, I don't know. I'm not to that one yet, but yes, I think the car Okay, well that actually I was gonna fly. ask you this question. Are you planning on getting um all the way to current with this, yeah. these streams and stuff. That's your, that's your deal. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Scott, this is how crazy it's going to get. I might add additional games. Okay. I, I I'm debating. So I've had people tell me like, Oh, but you got to play 10 2 and I'm not particularly interested in playing final fantasy 10 2. Mm. Uh, Cause I don't particularly like final fantasy 10. So doing more of it, even if it's different and weird, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't necessarily sound great to me, but I've had people requesting games and I do know. So the four remaster came out, but I don't know when five and six are coming out. So I might have a period of time in here where I'm, either would have to skip ahead or do something different. Mm-hmm. So I might throw Chrono Trigger on there hey. and I might throw uh, some other RPGs, maybe ones I haven't played uh, on the pile and go through those. And so people are putting in requests uh, and I'm seeing them and I'm considering doing them. So I'm in, who knows, maybe in a couple months and a year, I will have played almost every eight and 16 bit rpg you possibly could i think that's great and you'll play like if you play seven again what's your plan there like how are you gonna do that are you gonna play uh, the old i've school? never beaten final fantasy seven in fact i don't think i've ever gotten to what would be the second disc of the original final oh fantasy seven Seven's okay. a long so one. Yeah. i've played remake and i've i've beaten uh remake at least what's out of it um so uh, seven is going to be a fairly new experience for me All right, and well. I'm excited for it because uh, seven great. remake was so good. It turned me around. I used to be one of those people that was like, I don't know what all the hype's about. Uh, but seven remake got me so interested that I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see what's You're going to play an entire game's worth of content and then realize that, Oh, you just left Midgard and there's a whole bunch of other shit to do in the game. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. Is that the biggest? I remember thinking of that. I was like, 
when they went when they go to the overworld map in Final Fantasy VII, I was like, oh yeah, there's there's overworld maps in Final Fantasy VII. I've just been playing this game so long in in uh, Midgard that I, I was like, it felt like the whole game to me. I was like, oh, there's yeah. a world map. <laughs> like yeah. it's so long into the game before you get to the world map. It's like like twenty hours or something like that. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. Is it the longest of all the things, or is there a, what's the longest Final Fantasy game? Do we know? I don't know, but it's I guess I like your mileage varies depending on how much grinding you're doing. Like the original Final Fantasies did not have the auto battle that, that John had, so yeah, some of the auto battle helps a lot. If I didn't have the auto battle feature, like once we get out of the era of auto battler, the play times on these games are going to go up immensely. Because uh, right now I'm averaging about two hours a stream, give or take, in either direction. And it took six episodes to get through Final Fantasy 1. It took eight episodes to get through 2. It's looking like it's going to be six or seven for 3. Mm. That's not a ton of time. Um, but a lot of that is how quickly you can get through the random battles with the auto battler. Because it not only fights for you. Well, it does whatever you did last for you, right. um, but it also speeds up the combat. Oh, so you you see the animation almost like you're fast forwarding. Okay, and uh, it will slow down. Considerably Final Fantasy after that. six, aka Final Fantasy three, is a pretty long one. I mean, even with the auto the auto battle, probably make it quick. But I remember it taking a long time to complete because I don't know if you've played it. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it, but it. The, have you played three US three? Uh, no, I actually okay, have. Never uh, mind. That's I it's a, not. at the time. There's a moment where you're like, "Oh shit, this game is way longer than I thought it was going to be." Like, and without saying much more than that, it's a it's a pretty girthy uh, Final Fantasy. Mm. <laughs> so right now, I just pulled up a list. It is uh, ranking every Final Fantasy based on how long it takes to complete. I don't know why they included these. Uh, current number one is Final Fantasy fourteen. They said 122 hours. I don't know. That doesn't what, count. The M- that doesn't count. It's not even done yet. The next one, obviously, would be Final Fantasy XI, the other MMO. Yeah, those don't right. count. Um, don't according, count. According, to, according to this, the Zodiac uh, Age one, what is that? 10, 11, 12. That one's 60 hours. So, yes. So the next one on there is that would the first one that would count that I plan to play is 12, which is 60. Yeah. Then 13, which is 49. Mm-hmm. 10, which is 48. Eight, which that is makes 42. No sense. Nine, really? which is 40. Yeah. They say seven is 38 and a half. Yeah, almost 40. Six is 35 and a half. Seven, seven is, remake is 34. Yeah, that makes that like seventh on the list if you don't count the MMOs. Yeah. Yeah. I thought um, that would be longer. Hmm. So, this yeah. list is sus, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time like playing, like way more than thirty hours playing Final Fantasy VII. Like, your mileage varies depending on how much fighting, like what you do in the game. You know what I mean? It's like, is that just if you like speed run like a crazy person for me to be and not smell the flowers while you're playing? Like, because mm. thirteen isn't that long. Thirteen is like short. Well, according to this, it's a beast. Is thirteen the one that's on uh, Game Pass as of? I mean, the maybe other it's day? longer than I remember, but it's all battles. Like, I mean, story wise, it's like ten. Like, it's just it's a linear experience, and you go through it. But like seven is like open world. Like you go around and you can do stuff. You have to figure what where to go next. And 
This was a twelve few. being number one on the list does make sense because that was when they were like, "What if we made an MMO that wasn't an MMO?" Yeah, so I could that see that. Being I number one it, makes so I don't a, know. a lot of sense to yeah. me, but I, but the thirteen that, one, I, I was know. like, "What?" Like, really? Like, I don't know. So I mean, I can tell you my playtime on, and this is just off Steam because I haven't booted it. Um, I had thirteen point seven hours played on Final Fantasy one. I have 21.2 hours played on Final Fantasy 2, and so far I have uh, 11 and a half hours on Final Fantasy 3. That's mm. with auto battling, though. I'm telling you, yeah. like, if you're manually battling, those games take way longer. Oh, yeah. I imagine you know? they do. I would assume they do. I haven't played them, but... So, similarly, the, is the Zodiac Age one, is that the one that came to Game Pass? Is that the one that everyone's freaking out and so happy it's there or whatever? Do you guys know? Uh, I don't know. One just went away, though. They had a they had a bunch of Final Fantasies, and a bunch just went away and oh, interesting. showed up in other places. And because because whatever the one they hit, the, something just hit uh, Game Pass, and all these Final Fantasy people in my following are all freaking out and so excited about it. And I don't remember if it was that or if it was thirteen, but something hit, and people are. I think 13 hit. It was 13 that just Was it 13 yeah. that hit? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm I, seeing it in, in new. Yeah. Okay. So 13 is all right. Like, I mean, people, it was reviled because of the linear play experience. And it literally is like that until one zone at the end where it's op- kind of this open world one zone where you can play as long as you want and fight harder and harder monsters. I think I and prefer if you do, the linear. It trivializes the end boss like crazy. But hey. And then I think after you finish the game, you can go back to the open world zone and just do the challenge, you know, challenge fights all over the map. Um, it's a good entry. And in fact, I bought 13.2 and never really got around to playing it, but I did want to play 13.2 and 13.3 just because it's all lightning story, right? Because mm-hmm. um, they don't really get too deep into lightning story that much in that game. And And at the time, that was, I don't know if it was an Xbox exclusive, but it was a console exclusive for sure. It was a pretty big deal. It was like a next-gen Final Fantasy entry for that generation of Xbox 360. Right. So that made it a really big deal. That was a day-one purchase for me when I got it. And at the time, it was like, oh, my God, look how beautiful Final Fantasy games have really become. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, story-wise, it's what I've come to expect from the Final Fantasy series, where it's like, they're certainly serious and dramatic, but it's all bullshit you know like it's like it's, you know it's like very cool greatly animated but like this is like they don't try that last 10 percent of effort to really pull the thing together they're like we don't need to do that yeah. <laughs> you know? and it's yeah. like it's a big enough gulf where you're like this could have been great you know they just i don't know there's it's some still really, really cool story concepts in that because if i remember correctly wasn't 13 the one where there was a story conceit of you could be like chosen by a deity and given an assignment, essentially, like God would basically call on you and say, this is what I want you to do. And if you didn't do it, you turned to stone. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's ringing a bell. I feel like that was like a story element in it. And I remember hearing that being like, that's such a cool idea. I it didn't exactly play that way in the game. Like it, it, it seemed to be operating almost behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I just yeah, remember I not... put tons of hours into that game and they were still giving me tutorial messages and that was bumming me out a little bit. Oh, yeah. There's a guy with an afro with a chocobo baby in it. Is that normal? Yeah, Is yeah. that what we want? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It says. All He's right. great. 
All right. That game's great. I, I stand by that game. I don't know. People, like, I don't like the linearity of it. I mean, it was. They probably had to do it to the constraints of, like, you know, just the, the crazy graphics they had in it or whatever. I'm imagining. I don't know if Final Fantasy 15 was more open. But, like, story wise, it was like just all the cutscenes and all the voice acting. It was of its time. Even Vanille, I know, is super annoying, but it's still just really incredibly incredible visually. And still looks great, honestly. I'm watching it and it's like. Yeah, we it can do more nice. with facial expression stuff, but it's still really great. I'm going to check it out. It's on Game Pass, so I'm going to download it. Why not? Yeah. This I mean, one always interested me. Story, and you get into this cool plot, then it gets sidetracked into dumb sideline stories involving, you know, the chocobo and the guy's hair and stuff. Or, <laughs> actually, he has a really sad story. It gets really emotional for a while, but it's like, it's, it's good. It's but is this, okay, can I ask, this is maybe a naive question. Is this space-looking sci-fi stuff... Is this yeah. supposed to be like? Is this Aorzia? This all this time later? No, 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 no. So it's it's a fresh world. Okay. And it's a there's a planet, and then there's another planet in the sky, and then one planet tells the other planet what to do, kind of, or mm. maybe the moon in the sky. Now, th- what you're showing here looks very sci-fi. Most of the game is outdoors and like the forest and, and natural environments. Okay. But there are cool. There's a spaceship, I think, or some airship at one point. I mean, there are some badass looking things in here. Um, but the cutscenes definitely look better than the game itself, okay. I will say. Okay. And one of the complaints as well is that it's poorly optimized. So even on good machines, it may still dip down to below 30 frames per second in some areas. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's still true on the new I consoles. I hope not. But, uh, better not be now. But. At, the, at the time, that was the case. I remember because I, I had it for PC and I was like, I'm still getting slowdowns on like a five-year-old game. Like, what the, what the hell? Yeah. Didn't make any sense. But um it's good, but if you're going to play this, why not just play Final Fantasy VII Remake? Well, I mean, I could, except I, I just don't want to dust off. You should play VII Remake. I'm going to. When's it hitting PC like they promised? It's bastards. Well, I don't know. This is why oh, we did they miss their promise? No, they, they, well, missed their they promise, said PC, they? but I don't know when they said it would be out. I don't remember that. Well, they said one year. They said one year in the market. I remember because I contemplated, can I wait? And then Tanner Goodman... The 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 love our lovely listener sent me the the PlayStation Four took the took the debate away from me, uh, which is great. Um, remake PC. Let's see if there's some news on it. Because uh, I don't see. I would think you'd even yeah. Like if it was anytime soon, I'd think there would be news about it. I don't think they're just gonna go like it's on PC now. Bye. So yeah. it, <laughs> P, uh, a PC release. No, it was. I swear it said one year exclusive. I remember it distinctly because I was like, can I wait a year for this game to come out? I didn't out? even think at the time it was even an exclusive. It was just, it, it uh, was you're going to have to wait a man. year. This is like, oh, they get away with this shit, man. It makes me so mad. I know. I hate it. Um, yeah, because it was released, I'm reading here, April 1st, 2020. So we're past April 1st, 2021. Like, we it's certainly been more than are. a year. Yeah, it's definitely been a year. I'm ready. Nice. Bring it. Bring it on. According to a leak, Final Fantasy VII Remake headed to Epic Game Store. Oh, good. Exclusives on it. But uh, you, you can play this one if you want, Scott. This one's fine. I, I, might just, I think there. Seven Remake's really good. Uh, I can't tell you much about this one because it's been so long since I played it. I think I played it back when it came out on, I think it was the PS3. And uh, I will get to it eventually. I only try have, this one. It's free. Too. I, like I only have nine more games to go, Scott. So it's going to be a little bit, but I'll get there. The look of this is pretty rad. Even, even. I mean, it's fun. You know, yeah. It's the menu-based system. It's not like remake, but it's actiony. It's, it's you know, pick attack, yeah, magic, it's or your, whatever. Your, your normal Final Fantasy. And I would say business. the cast of characters is pretty cool in this one. I think don't 
There's a cool badass chick later on in the game, like this older chick who's really cool. Like, don't let um, Dude Bro turn you off of the game. Yeah, he's the most. Uh, don't don't worry about Dude Bro. Is You're going to have to worry about the most annoying character <laughs> like, that ever existed in the history. You don't like anime right. characters? Wait till you meet oh, this no. one, Scott. No, I want you to right. play it. No, she isn't. She's awful. <laughs> she's. A, I mean, she's way better than Durag Trenchcoat guy. <laughs> she's all <laughs> Durag Trenchcoat Beach Boy guy. Like <laughs> she. <laughs> he's got like and his fist. Actually, Scott might like him, all right? You're going to hate him. Because I just started doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John's all right. Look, I know which one's going to bug him. It's uh, it's her. It's Hope? She's, Hope is the character? The, is that her name? I don't know. Chad was saying, Hope don't, don't disown no, it's Hope. It's Vanille. Vanille. Oh. We're talking about Vanille. Oh. I think no, I kept calling her for Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it, I Well, it's her. because Vanille is French for Vanilla. So if you translate to English, her name is Vanilla, but it's Vanille. Well, mm. because there's a lot awful. of French words. Like she contributes tea. nothing except annoyance and blundering. She's like Jar Jar Binks if he became yeah, an anime she's... girl. Yeah. Basically. Oh, geez. But you really. That's <laughs> yeah, a... There we go. <laughs> Holy Moses. John really made a. Uh, I don't know how you come back from that one. That was a. That was a. That was a harsh one. Is it Vinny or I have it wrong? I thought it was Vinny. I thought I don't know. that was it. I'm trying to find a video here of showing of good old Vinny. I can't well, wait. I, 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 you played this last time, the O moments, but you really need to hear her like voice lines. Vinny. Yeah, Maybe. find a part where something important's going on and she falls down and you have to run back and help her in some way. Oh, the internet Just really capture the essence of the character. <laughs> it really. You're really selling me on this lady. Is she the one in all the video I was just looking at? Jumping around with the sword? Uh, no, right, she's here. not I'm lightning. You. She's not the main character. Oh, okay. I didn't a... really watch this ahead of time, but she's a f- featured character in here. She's the pink-haired character. Okay. Let me try that. All right. Bang and Vanilla re- the Reunion. Let's see here. Oh. I'm gonna hate like this. 50 second I? clips. So, all right, I'm gonna put it in. Let's just let's hear it too. Let's see, let's see what we get. Oh wait, that's weird. Not the I want the link, not the. Yeah, there's a lot of inappropriate moaning over nothing in this right now. Um. Okay, here we go. I like a lot of Japanese moaning. All right, here we go. Let's check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's loading. It's loading. I don't know why it's. Oh, here we Man. go. Man. <sighs> <laughs> this video requires some context. Oh. Okay. Oh. Ooh, she's holding her boob. <laughs> Audio listeners, you're welcome. Are there no voice lines in this? What are they doing? You've still got time. What, are you looking no. at her legs? There's, there's nothing we need to tell you. Making me worry like that. We'll talk later, Missy. Oh, her accent sucks. <sighs> now, Fang's good. Fang's What's awesome. wrong? Huh? Huh? Oh, uh, uh-huh. uh nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Uh, so, uh, what's on the agenda? <laughs> we also thought it was weird for audio listeners. Fang has is reunited with Vinny, and the first thing Fang does is get down on her knee and lift up her dress and go, you've still got time. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I 
forget. Like, I think they have marks on them. I think the deal is they have marks, and she probably yeah. has one on her leg or She's butt got, cheeks like, some or kind of like space that. tattoo or some kind of rune and, and or the, the space tattoo is how much time they have left before they die or some shit like that. If I remember correctly, that's why the heroes are all brought together. They're marked. Pr- Pratipus in the chat says she's checking her LC mark. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. To see how much she has Mark. within her full mission. Okay. So they got yeah, like a little mission yeah. marker. It's part of the plot, but it's just without contact. Here's Scott. Here's this character. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It's like. Yeah. So wait, she's the annoying pink haired one, John. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. She's the worst. She grabbed the boob of that lady. She just grabbed her boob. Look at it. You can see Did it in the she? screen. Wait. Look at, look at just the, the, the discord post there. Look at that. Well, she got her hand right there. See? Discord post. Yeah, where you put the oh, yeah, link. She does have, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not grabbing. It's just like on. It's on it. On huh? the booby. It's on the boob. It's on it. Yeah, that would be a thing where yeah. if you did that, oh, people yeah. would go, whoa, yeah. get your hand off my she boob. Does. Yeah, oh, that's weird. But it's an emotional moment. Maybe it's like, well, oops, but you let it slide because your brain is elsewhere. You just don't think about it or notice sure. it. So she copped a feel, maybe. I don't oh, know. Well, I mean, considering what the character then turns around and does to her, I don't feel like it's any more familiar than just kneeling down and immediately. I can't remember if it's that. if they're a lover relationship or if they're like a mother-daughter relationship. Oh, or yeah. something well, like one that. of those yeah. makes the behavior that we're watching okay, and one of those does not. So uh, I mean, it's all okay. It's an alien world. They have different customs, right? Yeah, they all feel they're all feeling a little different about everything, and uh, we should encourage. Anyways, does this make you want to play it more? I kind of do want to play it. If I'm honest, I kind of want to get. Yeah, in like Vinny's is tolerable. Like Zaz is great. You're gonna love. You're gonna love Chocobo Afro Ben. All right, He's great. In. And uh, Lightning's awesome. And honestly, like uh, Do Rag Trenchcoat Punching Man is all right too. I think I think it's Titus is who I I don't or not Titus but Edith. the volleyball guy. <laughs> oh, no. you know his buddy volleyball guy. Waka? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's like a like he's, I'm like this isn't wow. cool. <laughs> he's like a volleyball guy. That's his thing. He's like, hey, bro, and he hits the volleyball. <laughs> like it's yeah, play true. this game. Like, oh my god, that's true. Why? Um, why is he? He's into volleyballs. Yeah, one that's of the a guys Final Fantasy is... Ten character. He fights yeah. with a volleyball. Yeah, really. Uh, it's a blitz it's ball, but it's basically a volleyball. I mean, he looks like a beach guy with crazy hair, and he's got a ball. He's like, "Hey, bro, let's fight some monsters or some." You know, he's. That's you know, funny. that's really the, nutty. the party in Final Fantasies. Uh, you know, they got winners, they got losers, <laughs> they got people for you know whatever your taste may be. Sure. And uh, for every cool blue cat with a spear, there's a guy that's going to fight with a volleyball. Sure. And that's really, in the end of it, that's what you want. You want a guy with a volleyball in the end, I always say. Bo, uh, are you still in the Hades Disco Elysium loop there? How's that going? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've been playing Disco Elysium on stream, uh, but I haven't played that much just because it's a very intense game. Oh, my God. Um, super intense, but anyways, uh, so I've been playing that much, but I've been playing a lot of Hades. I also have an addiction. I got all my weapons up to heat 10, almost. Ooh, I think I won nice. at heat 9. I've made heat 17, and I'm on the fist, so I'm sort of pushing up the difficulty levels and just really... Wait, does I'm that really mean you have your second it. Skelly statue? Yes, I have Skelly statue number two. Nice. And it's just another ridiculous Skelly statue. Of course. Stupid. Yeah. But with that accomplishment, I have 100% of the achievements of that game on Steam. Um, And the the book, the library book, or or the codex or whatever you have, is almost full. I just need a few more onions from Erebus and two more credit cards from Charon. 
I need one uh, rare fish from Chaos World and two common fish from Chaos World. The Chaos Fish nodes are really rare spawns because you don't go to Chaos yeah. Realm that much. Yeah. You're there to kill and Chaos. Yeah. Everything else I've filled out, completed. Oh, I have to visit Erebus a few more times to finish that codex entry. But pretty much almost done all the to-do list and almost bought everything. Almost done buying everything at the construction table. Um, don't really care about the prestige levels, but I'll probably dump. That'll be the last thing I dump resources into. As I keep, I'm just like, I'm kind of addicted. I want to like keep pushing my heat levels a little more and more and more. It's just been calling to me. So I've mostly been playing Hades. Yeah. But I did get a chance to try Splitgate. Oh, yeah, um, we talked about this. I had some people reach out to me like, it's a bad take on your Split Splitgate thing. It's a fun game. Yeah, and it is fun. So I was like, all right, well, let me try it. It's a fun yeah, game. Let me try this. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hilarious. So it's a <laughs> functional sh- shooter game. Nothing super inspiring from a aesthetic point of view. Like yeah. the guns are the guns you'd expect and people look like people, you know. It's, it's all right. Not bad. Sure. I give it a recommend. Yeah. But I, again, I couldn't tell if I was playing with bots or not. I mean, who the hell knows? But like, I got my first match, I got like 14 kills, four deaths. Like, I was just decimating. And I didn't use a single portal. I was just like walking around, pop, 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 pop. I can tell you, I can tell you already, those are not bots. You just dominated. Those are, that game doesn't have any AI in it. It's just people. And I, yeah, I didn't use portals. And then the second one, I'm like, oh, I should use this portal thing. So I set up a port. I saw where they were streaming in from to Mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. So I shot a portal facing, you know how like they're walking and it might be like a pole. So I put a portal there. So they'd be their backs. And then I, I, I would just I would stand up top and they'd shoot at me and I'd be like I'm up here and then I'd go around and as soon as they walk past that pole I would shoot through the portal into their back I just like puck, puck. and I just I was just farming them over and over again and I was just, I was standing in the same square foot of the map like I didn't have to go anywhere so it was like this is way too easy like like it was I don't like probably I need to like rank up and get to competitive levels. But, like, this high-octane action they showed in the trailer, I wasn't really doing at all. I was, like, just camping them because mm. they couldn't they, – they they, when they run by the pole, they weren't turning around to look like, oh, is there a portal back there? They were just running forward. Sure. And then I would hide behind my area and just go puck, puck, and shoot them in the back, and they kept filtering through that area. So I kept <laughs> just farming the kills. Yeah. And, like, even – they don't do play of the game. They do last kill camp. Mm-hmm. So both the kills I had last kill cam on the two matches I played, and <laughs> they were both me just like cheesing the shit, out of it. just like <laughs> hiding, and then they like, going puck puck puck, and then <laughs> hiding back, and I'm like this game's super easy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It seems a little. I, I think it's just too hard for the average person to get into. So there's probably some hardcore people that are going to really enjoy the crazy kind of moves you could probably do as a high end player of this game. I just don't see it having a ton of mass appeal but i recommend it as a well-made game yeah it's good it shoots well the people i tell will like it are the people if you liked quake arena back in the day quake 3 arena this this game is like a quake 3 arena with mods basically is how it feels it's like oh what if there was a portal mod for quake it's kind of how it feels and it works i mean it's it's fun i i found i used the portals way less than i thought i was gonna you know what that's just it like i think it's a game that only a certain slice of the people are really gonna get good with like it it's just it's a little brain breaking that yeah. doesn't mean a small population of hardcore players might really get a kick yeah because so. there's definitely some spatial like uh, you know I'd, I'd use a just like in portal but in portal it's a slow-paced kind of puzzler where i'm like 
I can think about this. Now, wait, if I shoot here and then do it here, oh, I see how I'll get around. In this game, you don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, beer, beer. And you're like, I don't know where that'll take me. I'll jump through the hole and see what happens. Like, it's the portal yeah. part of it is really confusing. But the shooting part, if you're good at shooting, you'll you'll kill dudes. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd give it a recommend. I think it's a good game. I don't think it's going to have mass appeal the way, you know, an eSport, I mean, it's got to thrive on a mass appeal. I mean, people probably not enjoy watching it that often because they're also not playing. Like, I just feel like out of the esports we've seen, people, for it to be popular, people also feel like they need to be playing it. You know, and mm-hmm. I sort of like StarCraft 2 even as that, where it's like, that had a lot of viewership, but it wasn't as popular as you would have thought or it should have been, given right. how hard it is to be good at StarCraft 2. It's like, this should be the most viewed esports event Always, right. because it's the pinnacle of competition in a really significant way. Even other esports people will be like, yeah, StarCraft 2, but does it get watched? Nope, Fortnite competitions get watched because it's there's some intersectionality between cultural relevance, that people are playing it, and that it's also popular. And, you know, I think Splitgate's going to suffer that fate. But is it a recommend? Sure. It's a great shooter game, and I enjoyed the games I played. I just think it's going to be – it's a bit of a tough sell long term. I, I don't know how they're going to yeah. deal with that. I tend to agree. For a game like the, – for the game category that that game's in, though, it's experiencing more success than those usually do. Yeah. And I mean, so, it's on the hype. It's new right now. So yeah. shooters – if you have a good shooter, it's everyone loves it for a while. Yeah. People but love shooting is, shit for a while. You're is right. it going to be on a, ro- a rotation like the Call of Duties and, and, and Battle Royales? Uh, maybe not. Mm-hmm. It might be just a, you know, like Smite was a game that lasted for a long time but never really hit fever, any fever pitch at any point. That's a good point. Yeah. Enjoyment. I have a theory about Call of Duty I'll share sometime, but not today. Ooh. But I have a theory. Here's this. That's a good question. Time for emails. Got a couple of quick ones here. No, just one. I'm sorry. Not two. Uh, I'm thinking of Film Sack. Tomorrow I'll get two. Anyway. This is uh, emails we get to talk to the core at gmail.com. And we got one from Mitch who says, uh, Mitch. so I like your guys discussion on video games addiction. He says, what do you think other red flags are that video games might be addicting for me? A red flag that a game will be addicting for me is I have to watch a TV show, a movie or listen to a podcast while I'm playing the video game. Video games should be a source of entertainment. And I feel like if I need to have a second source of entertainment while playing a video game, then the video game is not entertaining me. Some video games are what I call dopamine farming simulators uh, where people are not entertained by the game, but they still play the game to get that dopamine response. Uh, that is why, uh, sorry, that that is why have a second entertainment source. I think he means me playing in the background uh, uh, in need why playing these dopamine farming simulators. It's written weird. Anyway, uh, what are your guys' thoughts? What are other red flags uh, that you would see in video games? Uh, that they have, or are they just addiction machines in video game form? Um, so that's an interesting, uh, you know, addition to what we were talking about. I was thinking about this the other day. I follow this dude on TikTok who is a, he's an actual monk, like a, um, like the Thailand style Buddhist monk. monk, Buddhist monk. Thank, thank you. I couldn't think of the real Tibetan word. Tibetan monk. Tibetan monk, exactly. Wearing the red robe thing, and he and he talks on TikTok all the time about just different philosophies and all this stuff. And he's walking around this store in a video game aisle of like a Walmart or something. And he's dressed like he is in his monk clothes and stuff. And then all along this rack, there's video games and I can see consoles and TVs and stuff. And he says, I don't know if you guys realize this, but one of the greatest examples of mindfulness in this world is video games. If you can 
sit down and play a video game and actually give your focus to that game, it's the ultimate form of sort of uh, getting yourself to be mindful of of one thing and one thing only, and that is that game, whatever that may be, controlling stuff, having things happen, keeping track of a story, whatever. That's true mindfulness. It's like when a movie really gets you and grabs you emotionally, that's real mindfulness. And the, the concept of just really focusing on the thing that you're supposed to focus on, that games are like this ultimate version of that. And went on to say, when people struggle to to pay attention while they're playing and need something else happening, that's usually a red flag that you are uh, experiencing at least some of what some people might say are, you know, you're symptomatic of, of uh, attention deficit disorder, but you also might be just too, you got too many inputs all the time and you got to have them all happening at once. And if they're not, something feels wrong and that's just too much. But if you can really play a game, like I'm going to just say this, I believe John is one of the more mindful game players I know because he can start the game, give his whole focus and attention to it, finish that game and never have really strayed from it. And I'm Mm -hmm. somewhere on the side of like, I can do that for, for a big chunk of time, but then I'm like, Oh, I can't, I gotta do, I gotta do something else and I have to bounce off. Um, uh, or whatever. And I'm not saying like there's there's some you could make an argument that playing an MMO and having a, a like a rerun of some show you like on the background, that that's a cool combo. And I actually think maybe that's true. I but, think that's I think that's probably fine. Yeah, it's myself. probably OK. Like, I was gonna, my, my reaction to what he said was like I used to work at Gap as a stock person. I'd be in the back room alone. I turned the talk radio on this before podcasting. That's how I got into the habit of podcast listening to podcasts was before I would listen to the radio and do my work. And whenever I have boring work that doesn't involve any interaction, I love to throw a podcast on. It helps the time go by while you're doing something dull. Sure. And I think sometimes when you're playing video games, like, you know, World of Warcraft, get in and do your dailies and stuff. Maybe it's okay that you're doing that. And maybe it's nice to throw on a podcast while you're doing, you know, you've heard the great music a hundred times. You throw on a TV show or something. I feel like that's okay because you're doing one task and you're sort of... I don't, uh, it might be, you might be right about the mindfulness thing, where I would say if you're doing two things at once, maybe you question the value of that primary thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's not giving you a lot of value. I think that, like, where I see what you're saying, Scott, is on that. Yeah. But I, I think the addiction is literally if you want to, if you don't, if you tell yourself you don't want to do something and you're doing it anyways, like that, that's the litmus test. Otherwise, it's, it's probably not addiction. Like mm. it's, the inability to to not to keep yourself from doing something on some level you don't want to do, but you're doing it anyways, mm-hmm. like that, you know. So, uh, watching watching Trailer Park Boys while I'm doing daily quests and you know World of Warcraft, like that that doesn't sound like addiction. That just sounds like, you know, I'm doing two low effort things, low like attention effort things at once, right. But if I wake yeah. up and be like, I'm not playing WoW today, and then I find myself playing WoW, which mm-hmm. has happened, yeah. uh, then you want to go like, okay, like I'm having a, an, a, I'm having difficulty control controlling my impulse towards this activity. Right. I think that's what you really want to think about. That's yeah. just my yeah. I, I'm I'm actually a hundred percent with Bo on that. Like I when I first heard this email, uh, heard read. Um, you heard this email, <laughs> I was, uh, I was kind of in, in the same boat of like, that doesn't sound at all like addiction. And I think Bo said it really, really well with now where I do agree. 
and I and I think a, a good case can be made for what the emailer is saying is if you are playing a game to be entertained and you are so unentertained by that that you're like, well, I'm going to put something else on because this isn't doing it. I do think there is a point where you look at that and go, am I really having fun? Am I really doing something that I'm enjoying? And I can see how someone might infer that as being like, oh, well, I'm addicted because, look, I'm playing this even though I'm not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I would go so far as to say addiction, but I definitely do think that that's worth stopping and looking at and going, why do I feel like I need extra stuff? stimulating me when this technically should be enough mm-hmm. um and i i appreciate what scott said because i actually i can be all over the place like i almost always have a second screen and the other day i turned off my second computer and i was just playing something on the one and i felt so uncomfortable i was like oh my gosh i'm just looking at the one screen there's not something else happening over to the side of me what's going on Mm. and it was uh my attention wasn't being divided into a bunch of different places all at once and uh it was scary and and new for the first time in a really long time having the radio on is like a normal like while you're doing some activities turning on the radio no one's gonna say like that's a it doesn't sound like a problem right i don't yeah if you're if you're doing a crossword or read the newspaper and you turn the radio on to listen to the ball game like before computers, it's like this is an addiction problem. It's just you like a lot of noise. It's just, yeah. it's just an ambiance you like, and maybe it's definitely not mindful. Like the Tibetan monk could be like, ah! <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. It's like, if, but like if you're, I know lots of people that like lots love lots of noise in their life. Like that's fine. If you're right? watching, like, if you're watching The Wire, but you're also trying to play disco elysium you might have a problem because both of those things are going to require a lot of cognitive uh, effort to pay attention to the story and there's two major stories happening at once i don't think we're good at that but having the radio on in the background you're not enjoying either of them to the fullest potential if you're not devoting your attention to it right but like and i don't i don't think you're watching trailer park boys and doing a crossword puzzle like that's fine. The crossword puzzle doesn't need a lot of energy, and neither sure. does Trailer Park Boys for that matter. <laughs> I don't think there's anything intrinsically wrong with doing it. I right. think that it can certainly be signs of problems. Um, I have found that I'm more able to focus on a singular thing when I am uh, in a better mental state mm-hmm. because I, you know, it's just sort of human nature. If you're unhappy, if you're feeling depressed, if you're kind of living inside your own head. One of the ways human beings tend to combat that is they they busy themselves. They put on so much stuff, they literally can't focus on the problems at hand. I'm guilty of doing that too. So sometimes if I'm doing a lot of multitasking, um, I, it can be a sign that I'm not currently happy or not currently in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I also, you know, sometimes there's a time when you need to focus. And the other day I was doing a uh, a dungeon in Final Fantasy 14, and I was very nervous about it because I was playing a class that I don't usually play. It was one of the ones that's considered a little more challenging. I had only ever done it once, and I definitely didn't look up the fights before I went in. I just wasn't expecting to get it on the random roulette. And so all of a sudden I was laser focused on this dungeon. Everything on the second screen was shut off. And in the middle of it, my wife asked me what my parents' address was. And I said, it's, it's, I can't tell you right now. And I, because I couldn't for the life of me think of what their address was. And I was like, I just can't tell you. I'll tell you later. And so I kept playing. And the second that dungeon ended, it popped into my head. 
Like it was waiting in the wings. Yeah. And the second I didn't have to commit that concentration to it, I just turned to her and immediately said it without any thought whatsoever. Because yeah, you can you can lock your focus onto things and it can be a, a very good I'm gonna block everything else out tool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Games are like anything else, you know, if you got you're an accountant and you're trying to take care of a bunch of numbers and also trying to pay attention to old Golden Girls reruns as a I don't know why that's the example, but you know, whatever. You might have you split trouble. Your attention and your attention is less of less quality. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the listener did want to talk about other red flags, and it's pretty much you know, you can watch a there's probably a lot of information about addiction and what they are. It's it's the common things, like if you're lying about your spending to others, if you taking money that you shouldn't or lying to yourself maybe or making knowing you're making poor choices but doing them anyways about money or about time maybe you're avoiding things in your life by playing video games you have things you have to deal with um the classic stuff and you know if you make a plan not to do it and you find yourself doing it anyways and then you find that that's happening a lot then you know the classic behaviors of addiction they're pretty much what's kind of neat about it uh, is that they're sort of universal, whether it's gambling or drugs or anything. It's like you can take that, <clears throat> can take those things that people sort of point to as addiction indicators and just apply them to any of those activities. So, you know, if you're concerned about yourself, you should, you know, uh, look up addiction information. Like, because yeah. that's, it's a contentious issue. Because I, th- I don't, I think it's in the DSM, the new DSM as well, but mm-hmm. it's still like, news and Still you know, new. it's like yeah. eh, video games really and it's like you know because we come from an era where people want to take away our video games for stupid reasons um but there is you know it just follow the path of what traditional addiction looks like because it's the same there are commonalities between you know uh gambling and, and porn and sex addiction and drug addiction and, and like there, there are commonalities so you can look at it's the inability to con- it's somehow negatively affecting your life in some way, and you have an inability to fix it on your own. You find yourself doing it anyways. Let me ask you this. What does it say about me that while we had this discussion, I was able to hold this discussion and be intelligent about it, but also clear three lawns with my lawn. Yeah, because you're an addict. Dude. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you have a responsibility. You're doing a podcast. You think I'm playing games while we're doing the show? You can't even wait five minutes till the show's almost over, Scott, you bloody addict. Jeez. Bloody addict. <laughs> you're like, Look. like I'm going to prove a point how, how I can multitask. So funny that this is what Scott did, because if you want my red flag, my red flag is that I... Uh, I catch myself justifying things that maybe don't necessarily need to be justified or shouldn't be justified. Mm. It turns into, I'll give you a perfect example, buying the lifetime Star Trek thing. (laughs) I sat there accountable to nobody. Nobody was coming in and going, what are you doing with that money? You got to tell me what you're doing. I was just sitting there to myself going, no, because if I play, well, how many months is that if I'm, paying a monthly subscription this is honestly this is value i'll definitely do that anytime i start having a weird little negotiation with myself to justify what i'm doing is usually a sign that i'm uh on the wrong path Mm. at the very least and so looking at scott going like 
hold on. If I mow a couple lawns, <laughs> I can prove that I can be distracted, but also be a part of the show. Yeah. That would be a red flag for me. If I did that, I'd yeah. go, well, maybe well, I need to. Maybe for I need for to the record, it was mostly for content that I did this. But um, but yeah, my, 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 my also the other point that I think it maybe does help prove if there is one to prove is that some games are more of a problem than others. In other words, oh yeah, this is just a dumb mow that lawn game. It's literally called literally mowing lawn, or uh, it's literally just mowing is the name of the game. And you can flick, 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 and pay attention to a million other things with this. But I can't do that in. I don't know. I got that I new mean, Pathfinder I'm just game. Joking, you're not an ad. It's like it's like if you couldn't help yourself, like, right? If right. You right. in your head said, "Oh, I'm going to put this away," and then you're like, "But I can't." Right, right, That's, exactly. Yeah. And I can definitely put this thing away. Like, that has yeah, not been a problem. In fact, I didn't touch it for four days, but... You're still playing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was mid-lawn when we were talking. I can and, stop uh, any time, but I'm in like, the middle of lawn. Shut up about addiction. Let me play my game. The good news is I dropped the, a big, huge, epic uh, box that you get all kinds of purple shit out of just bought, dropped. So um, before you know it, I I'll think, have... I think, John, you had a bit of sunk cost fallacy, too, with that lifetime. Because also, you're, it's like it's like all the people who support Star Citizen. Like, I spent $1,000. I have to play this yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. and I have to say it's super good and yeah. believe in it. It's like, well, you just don't want to feel shame for the money you oh no i feel shame because i will be completely honest and say yeah that uh, i played i would have gotten my money's worth if you took into account the alpha and the beta to that game Mm. but that game came out on official launch I didn't play. I played maybe 10 minutes of it. So you paid to beta <laughs> test it. You literally. I, ba- I basically, my gameplay time for the game that I bought a lifetime subscription to was enough time to buy the lifetime subscription to it and go, all right, I got it. I can come back whenever I want and then never came never. back. <laughs> that is so weird. That's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like, is that the weirdest thing you've ever done game wise? Like, bought. When it comes no, to like I a, bought a Frostmorn, and I feel like that was another. Yeah, but that's a real stupid. sword, right? Like, yeah, yeah, cool. and it's sitting in my parents' garage. <laughs> oh, can I have it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have it with me. It's just collecting dust in my parents' garage. Yeah, I guess I could see that, and nobody's in a rush to like display their Frostmorns at I mean, the moment. True, I don't play with my Diva gun nearly as much as I thought I would. I'm trying to think, like. I am in the mode these days of getting rid of stuff more than I am collecting more. Yeah. So maybe we're just entering a new phase of that. You know, everything's digital. It's a little bit throwaway. Maybe that's okay. There's definitely maybe. a bit of that. Like there, I definitely remember there was a magic, even to buying D and D box sets and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that's a bit of an addiction, like buying those books. Like you only need a couple books to run a game, but like, those books are kind of they smell good and they got nice art. Yeah. And you want to buy like at one point that's why I have all those fourth edition books. Like at yeah, one point at I was just like every every new paycheck I'm like let me go to the let me go to Fandom Two my local game shop here where the worst customer service although it's awesome there's this cranky old guy that basically tells people to f off because all these normies come in and ask him questions about nerd games and he's like yeah leave me that f alone <laughs> like what do you want <laughs> buy and get out and i just kind of loved him for it yeah um you know uh they were war gamers and D players and I, every week I, I would go add another book to my 
fourth edition collection and then I don't use them, which is why I'm very like reticent about fifth edition. So I'm like, I've been down this road before. Yeah, you've been um, you've gotten suckered before on this deal. Yeah, so it's like it, it, there's something nice about having the artifact in your hand. Um, so I understand, okay. and, and I do kind of miss feeling that way about products. Sure. Honestly, I just. Can you tell me what this stuff is up on your shelf? I just put a little screen cra- grab in the Discord. Is that a bear? What, what, a couple what, of bears. What are you looking for here? He's Do you see it the in the Discord? Yeah, that's a bear. That's like it was a birthday or Christmas thing. Somebody Aww. gave me a bear. That's and I just, cute. I put it there and I just left it there. <laughs> ah, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. I just was curious because yeah. it looked looked like a cute little bear there and watching over you yeah. while you're He's doing a cute stuff. Cute little bear. Yeah. It's like a Ouija board my mom made from scratch. A Ouija board, really? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> really. Your mom yeah. made your own Ouija board. She, she made she made all her kids Ouija boards. <laughs> like we Holy all have one. Shit, that's amazing. Yeah. There's a movie in there somehow the, where everything yeah. goes wrong. I mean, not in real life, but you know, you can make Arts a movie. And crafty people. And that staff there, you've seen that before. My oh yeah, made that for me. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Cool. It's you're you're infected with staffs. So you have a staff infection. All right. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, there you go. That's your emails, and that was great. Uh, great email. Thoughtful stuff uh, from Mitch. If you want to be like Mitch. Uh, send your emails to talk to the core at gmail.com. Now that I think about it, I think Mitch may have come from uh, the blog and I pulled it from there. But either way, okay. talk to the core at gmail.com is our email address. If you got any thoughts or feelings or comments. And uh, one thing I was going to tell you about the Matrix thing that I totally forgot to say oh, is man. that apparently, well, all right, the trailer features no Morpheus. Okay. Yeah. The word is. And whether this all comes true or not, who knows? I still think maybe they're holding off to show him later or do revive him or something. But he died in the Matrix MMO. Yes. So if the movie, like, not only adheres to that lore and makes it canon, but also, like, maybe even references it, that's kind of cool. That they. Oh, no, Matrix Online is canon. Is it canon? All the um, extra content, like Enter the Matrix, the video game. I yeah. think there's a Path of Neo video game, as well as a Matrix MMO is canon material. I didn't know that. That's cool. That's so cool yeah. to me. I love that they're sticking to that. So, but so I'm we're still... not sure if that's like the great grandson of Morpheus, if that's a, a wannabe Morpheus who just modeled himself after it, maybe his avatar. Or I still think Morpheus, Morpheus shows up. He's showing body. up later. He's showing up later. He's totally going to show up. I'm telling you right now. Let me make a prediction. Toward the end of that movie, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. You watch. Well, he's publicly said that he wasn't even contacted about the film. I can't imagine. Well, but that's I mean, what that you'd say. Be, who knows? That's what you'd say. Yeah. You, you're, so, you're so locked in on not doing it. That's what you'd say. And you I might mean, even he's in the John Wick movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so when they connect, he's technically in it at that point. Yeah. Right. Right. As the bird, John Wick the takes place guy. in the Matrix. Yeah, I, I knew it was true. Uh, bring back Joey Pants and his role of eating steak. That'd be cool. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's uh, the end of the show, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Uh, chat room can probably not hear me anymore because for some reason, Twitch's ingest servers are all taking a dump tonight. And uh, we had a real hard time keeping the stream up. But don't worry. I'll put the, blo- or the uh, vlog back up in its full form. And I want to thank everybody out there who supports the show. If you haven't yet, check us out at patreon.com slash core show. That's how we keep the lights on here. And you guys have been great lately. Keep it up. We're in the middle of a early-ish new month, and uh, September's long from over. So a great time to jump on, get some great benefits while you do it, and support your favorite video games podcast. For everything else, at frogpants.com slash core is the place to go. And uh, you can find us all on Twitter, Bo Schwartz, Scott Johnson, John underscore Jagger. And, of course, the show can be found at CorePod. Before we leave, John, final words. 
Uh, this was all in the Matrix. Oh, I good. Nothing. I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Yeah. I was looking up dinner for yeah. after the show ended, <laughs> and I just spit all over myself looking at it, doing this. Let's move on. You're so hungry. You're slobbering all over your, your future dinner choice. Yep. That's a great idea. Uh, Bo Schwartz, final words. There is no spoon. Oh, I knew it. That Look spoon. at that. He thought of a quote. <coughs> yeah, he really, really elevated good. it. That was really good. Well done. All right. I've that's watched gonna... the Matrix films like 5,000 times. I know them all. Me too. Heart. That first one is the best. Those other two are crap, except for that freeway scene. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for being here, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on Core. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Yeah. <laughs>